spent a lot of time, Joe. Slating everybody in the company. Backstage, I'm starting fights off everybody. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. already i know that's why i was just like i'm literally sitting here with my girl and i'm like fiddling with the cord i'm like there's no fucking way and it's the new cord. like this is the this is the backup cord that i ended up finding after the whole fiasco happened i ended up doing a little bedroom cleaning spree and i found the backup cord after it was all said and done but i still went out and bought one that so cord doesn't work the new one doesn't work new one doesn't work it's not the old one it's the new one Bro, you go on Amazon and just buy you like a 30 pack. The shits are like $4. Is that why you've got like 30? Yeah, dude, because everything takes you, everything from like 2012 to like 2017 takes USB 3. So, like every cell phone, every e cigarette, all that bullshit I bought for all those years takes USB 3. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was an e cigarette. Yeah. That's the, the exact same friggin' charger. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And like old PlayStation controllers, like yep. PS3, PS4, um, all that shit. The original Xbox, three, the Xbox One and Xbox 360 controllers took that shit too. Or no, maybe not the Xbox Ones. I don't fucking know. Dude. I've had a, I have a lot of USB chargers. My house is like a USB. I might as well open a factory and just make USB ports for people because like I have so many. Like, I'm looking at my desk right now in front of me, and like I kid you not, like USB, USB. <laughs> Yo, shout out shout out to my buddy Tristan. He started a whole business doing that stuff, man. Headphones, USBs, chargers. That like, yeah. Portable, it's a hard drive. Hard I don't drive. know what this yeah. is for anymore. <laughs> what Wait, a pill? Buddy. Like you've <laughs> got the, the Beats by Dre red pill here to sit and buy in case you want to like, you know, like do an 80s thing. Like, yeah. Ah. This kid saw me using this the other day at the bench. Listen, he thought it was a pill. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was a pill. He was like, Yo, is that a pill with a is that a microphone pill? I'm like, No, no, it's a Yeti. He came over and he checked it out. He was like, Yo, that looks just like the Beats pill. I was it like, kind of does actually, it yeah. does in a way. Yeah, and I, I actually didn't even think about it until right now. And this kid was losing his mind when he saw this thing. I won this at work and it's like changed my life. Like, I use it constantly. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I would never spend $300 on this, but like getting one for free. A plus, like so. It's it's better than the uh the Google Google Home, whatever it's called. I, I don't have a Google Home. I don't like so because of like I don't know we're recording yet, but I'll say this up front. Like I'm really uncomfortable with like weird surveillance <laughs> in my house like that. So I don't have an Alexa. I don't have a Google Home. I I, I use Siri because it's on my phone, and my phone's already caught me out there numerous times doing dumb shit. So I don't really care. But like as far as my house goes, like I'm really scared that like Alexa's gonna fire up while we're fucking or something, and it will be really awkward. Like. <laughs> fucking google home hey like hey google call her mother by accident or some shit like it's just it's, i don't i don't trust the feds like that you know you shouldn't so. be saying that during intercourse my friend i know call I'm, her mother what look, man, look, 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 how i talk dirty is none of your concerns <laughs> listen you're putting that out for the airwaves man you're putting I'm, that kidding, out for I'm, the kidding, airwaves. I'm kidding i'm kidding that is wonderful I hope I'm brother kidding. I, I, I think I, i'm kidding i do appreciate you my friend for being my wingman for the people listening at home the interviews have kind of taken a bit of a backseat to practicing and preparing for the 10 count which is going to launch later this week 
the boys have been working hard behind the scenes. Actually, I just who are your co-hosts for that? What's that? Who are your co-hosts for that? I, I I've listened to two episodes where you've done MMA breakdowns, but I'm shit for listening to people's names. So. <laughs> Uh, Jay Brew, uh, former recording artist, uh, used to be classified type man, crazy career of his own. I, 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 I know of him. I can't say yeah. I know him, but I know of him, yes. And yeah, he, he started a, 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 a dad's, a father's rights advocacy group called Dad's Canada. And oh, yes, this is probably where I'm more familiar with him. Yes, yeah. Yes. And he also just recently launched a podcast called True. Oh, he's going to hate me. I've been trying to practice to get the name of this podcast right for the last week. It's either real fatherhood stories or true fatherhoods, true fatherhood stories. Well, yeah. well, congratulations to him for like doing so much for fathers out there. But um, yeah, man. If, he, if he happens to find my deadbeat father, can we not share his story? Cause it won't work out well, but no, I'm, I'm just, I, I mean, that's a true story, but I'm not I shouldn't giggle. I'm sorry for giggling at that. No, it's fine, bro. I'm 37 years old. I'm pretty much over it. We're going to be okay. <laughs> you, sh- you, you like lift and shift and, just change gears. Yeah, I'm, I'm still sitting on that so park cool. bench waiting for my dad crying with my head down. Uh, so like, get the fuck out of here. Damn, <laughs> damn, brother. But yeah, like like you said, man, shout out to him. He, he is doing great work. And uh, my other co-host, uh, Jay Perrier, a.k.a. Jay Truth, um, rapping for gifts. He used to do that every, oh yeah? He was supposed to be on here, wasn't he? We were going to do this with him too? Or he, Yeah, he, yeah, he was supposed to join us. But this is what I was just getting at. Is like these guys behind the scenes are doing some stuff. I'm reading it right now in the, the Facebook Messenger group. Like they're literally like, you can see them right now. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, uh, like the just amazing ideas, man, flowing off the top of these guys' heads. So it looks like I'm gonna have something to announce here in the near future. So sweet. Stay tuned for that. And I mean, I, honestly, I, I actually have a meeting. I can't comment on it yet. I'm gonna be working with a. Suddenly, gonna be working on a local business to be like a mouthpiece of some sort. I don't know that yet. I don't know what it is because we're having a phone call about it tomorrow. So we'll see. Because if there's one thing I can be, it's a mouthpiece. My guy, good for you, man. Good for you. And like the listeners at home, our fans. Our episodes, for some reason, just seem to peak a little bit more than the other ones. And the last time you were on, you did a, a Leafs rant that will be <laughs> left in the Searle lore for eternity. Uh, I, I mean, I in all fairness, I could probably still give you that exact same rant two months later because like, I still feel the exact same way. Oh, and I, we, were supposed to do, we were supposed to do a podcast a few months ago, even though it's long overdue now and everything kind of played out. But I want to send a special shout out to Leafs fans out there. Play a hating on the Habs playoff run. Um <laughs> You, you, you dicks like <laughs> when your team's eliminated stop being a pussy and stop being a hater just let it go like did i love watching the habs go all the way hell no i hated it but i wasn't gonna sit there like lol you lost a game lol you lost again like motherfucker you blew a 3-1 lead to them just fall back shut the fuck up and don't worry now that said we do gotta hate on something the habs did it, it's, it's uh, gotta be talked about it's gotta right, be talked about real quick before we get to that let's talk about Leaf fans and you know I've talked about this before when the Falcons played the Patriots how I actually saw a different side of Patriots fans I actually Ooh. newfound respect for them not a big fan of them I am a Red Sox fan we're basically the same yeah the duality there you're you basically share the same fan base yeah you're like it's on your skin like it's yeah literally yeah. next to each other it's on my skin <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but you know I the, there was such a weird bitterness and jealousy from Leaf fans. And I didn't oh, yeah. like it, man. Oof. It was just awkward. It was weird. It was strange. It was, it, there was no substance to it. And, you no, know, but it, like you said, I get like not wanting to see your rival go all the way. At the same time, you made us almost, you kind of willed us on. 
Like it was kind of a weird. Like this is another. <laughs> Our toxicity was grade. pushing like, the head. Yeah, <laughs> like not, not not to be like literal with that sense. I know, I know. It almost kind of felt like that last little bit of dirt on the Leafs' grave for the season. Like you guys were re- not you guys, like just in a general sense. Just I'm a Leaf fan. Okay, I can take the heat. It's okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't that guy being a hater, but I I can still take. The heat. Well, and that's just it. Like I, you know, for the listeners at home, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to you know that that rant. That you, but it's uh, all bullshit now because everything I said in that rant about the Habs turned out to be wrong. They went all the fucking way, and I look like I, not only my team blow a three-one lead and get fucked up by the Habs, I blew a three-one lead and got like dunked on by Corey Perry. Like get, listen, get out of here! Like I, I can't even listen, bro. Listen, if there's anything that I did was I put it on wax too that I didn't believe that we were going to go. As in all fairness, I don't think anyone did. Honestly, I don't think anyone did. And anyone, anyone other than that locker room, I don't think anyone thought they could do. And, you know, I made that Facebook status when they were up three, nothing or down three, up three, nothing down three, nothing where I was just basically like not conceding, but just like, you know what, let's enjoy this. You know, this tomorrow night might be the last this, you know, let's enjoy. We are here. We never (laughs) thought we'd ever be here. Full stop. I just want to win a fucking playoff. Forget a Stanley Cup Finals run. I just want our fucking overpaid core four to win a goddamn playoff run. Your team finished 18th overall in the regular season and came back from a 3-1 lead against a team with like $40 million and three players in the cap. Like, it's wild. But look, look, Logan Mayu, let's have that conversation. With him. Least well, fans, I, stop being bitches. There. Really, really That's quick, it. though. Really, really quick, though. Like, so is the loss of Zachary Hyman down to cap mismanagement or is it just him saying, fuck this, I'm out of here? Here's my thing. I, I love Zach Hyman. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I, 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 I felt I, I, bad I, I, for I, you, man. I I've really discussed did. this numerous times. I love Zach Hyman at like four million dollars, four and a half, maybe eight years, five and a half million. Uh, I'm good, dude. That that contract's gonna age like I'm aging currently. I'm 37. You take me in eight years. I'm not gonna be my prime anymore. So like, it's my my knees hurt when I get out of bed now. Like I don't know. Like Zach Hyman's my guy. I love Zach, uh, but. Godspeed in Edmonton, sir. Uh, Godspeed. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, it seems like a, a, a broken record. We're going back to the Jordan Eberly, taylor hall riot Nugent-Hopkins trio. Like, Oof. is the one more piece? Is this the one more piece? Is this the one more? This actually honestly feels like it might be Edmonton's one more piece because Winnipeg. Uh, well, they got Duncan Keith. They, they, yes, they lost Adam yeah. They lost Adam Larson. You sprout Taylor Hall. Adam Larson was traded one for one for Taylor Hall. By the way, Leafs fans out here real quick, since we address Leafs fans, we're in Aussie. We've got to get past hockey. It's, it's, it's August 1st. We're recording. <laughs> but Leafs fans out there were debating Nick Foligno versus Taylor Hall all through the trade deadline. The Boston Bruins got both the motherfuckers, so we, we was, all suck. <laughs> I was going to bring that up at the end of the show. What did you think about Nick Foligno going to Boston? But, hey, you already beat me. You, you're literally like you do this often. I don't know why I make these lists. No, you should. You should because we're gonna we're gonna move on to real things soon. Like oh. we can't talk about hockey for two hours. It's well, August first. We got to move past it. But what is your take on Logan Mayu? We don't need to go into a long winded rant. I'm just curious what you think. I, I think I have a more interesting take than you think I'm gonna have. I really, I really am interested in your take. Here's mine because I mean, obviously, I haven't been doing any interviews or anything on anything other than mixed martial arts for the last month and a half, two months. So I've had a few people message me. You asked, you were like, "When are you going to do something about that?" Another friend of mine said, "Chris, you need to do a whole episode on this." And I'm just like, no. I'm, "I'm not for promoting toxicity to that sense." No, um, but it does need to be addressed. It's a, it's of course. When you don't post something, you don't become vulnerable to these situations. And this isn't me trying to say that this was this girl's fault. I'm saying that this is the culture that social media has generated, that pictures and videos and cameras and this and that are so easily accessible and easily done everywhere that when you're in an act and porn is so readily accessible to people, this is, 
I don't even know the words to describe how upset I am that the Habs made this decision, but from like a legal standpoint, from the case, from the situation, it's the biggest epidemic that's going on in the world right now. It's wow. I, my personal opinion, these I'm things, not arguing. I'm just, just I, I don't, I don't disagree. I just, I, don't, I mean, I kind of disagree that the biggest epidemic going on in the world right now. Like, you know what I'm the, saying though. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. the, I, I think the divisiveness of like politics and how people can't come together and anything anymore is probably worse. But as far as afflicting young people, I would agree that yes, like revenge porn, this type of yes. thing. It's and very, it's, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know people who have been victims of it. And I think, and, I think and like, everyone even has in, even in this case, like from what I understand, and I could be wrong, uh, shout out to Treg Wilson. He kind of gave me the, the full runaround because I was under the impression that it wasn't what it was. But, you know, it's just so normalized that he thought it was cool to send it to his friends on Snapchat. But like, you know, that somebody could take a picture of the phone with the Snapchat and you yeah. still you know what I'm saying? Like, as yeah. I've been reading this and learning. And seeing how much of an issue this is with the youth. Also, do like, you think he, you think he's if he's Snapchatting while he's doing what he's doing? I don't know what the act he's doing. I'm assuming it was something sexual. Obviously, we don't need to get into specifics. Yeah. But you think while he's doing that, he gives a shit if someone's screenshotting his Snapchats? Well, that's the problem. Like, like he's gonna stop. Like, hold on, girl. Someone just Snapchatted what we were just doing real quick, and then they just screenshot it. We gotta we gotta pump the brakes here. Like, I don't think he cares. You're kind of feeling what I'm saying in a way these kids feel like they're invincible because it's so normalized that it's like they have to do it for clout. I agree. It's normal. And mm -hmm. that's what scares the shit out of me. So when these girls grow things, they have to show pick, like, it's just, I'm stuttering and trying to bring the words to it because even though this happened, what, a week ago now, I'm still at a loss for words for why Mark Bergevin at one of the peaks of this franchise's history for the last nearly 30 years now, decided that this was a good idea. I've heard that this guy isn't even that great of a hockey player. He just has a high ceiling, very good athletically, and has amazing... Well, he, he was going to be a first rounder, right? Yeah. He was deaf. Like, the, the conversation, the rationalization and the apologists of it are saying, well, oh. he, he was going to... Look, I, I have I'm a gonna, lot I, for that. I have a lot for that. I'm, like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be completely fair here. Like what he did was disgusting. And oh, it's gross! It's disgusting. If a young if a young man requests not to be drafted, you have to honor that because it's not even proven he's gonna report to the Montreal training camp. Like you might have just fired a pick into the sun. Gary Bettman tore the Habs apart in a phone call. Like it, it's like, but the problem with Bergevin isn't so much that it's this. It's the Chicago Blackhawks scandal catching up to him right now. Thank too. you. Combined with it. And it's just like, you clearly knew that this guy was trying, was like, A, sexually assaulting young players. And then you guys gave your, your organization, which you were a major part of at the time, gave a recommendation to this pedophile to go work at a high school where he would then go on to abuse children. Like, yep. like and you're like, well, I didn't know anything about that. I'm like, dude, everybody knew about this. Like the paper, the, the investigation coming out of it now is pretty clear. Oh like everyone, God. Every, everyone from every Taves and Kane on down knew. Man, so, that's literally what I was about to say. Every day that goes by, the incrimination of the players that were winning Stanley Cups in Chicago, yeah, is like, Duncan Keith and Edmonton now is culpable, right? Like a lot of these guys just let it go. And, and hockey culture is a weird culture, though. And it fills so. in the blanks as to why after they went on that little, you know, dynasty, quote unquote, all those guys had gotten into little different issues, legal troubles, you know, rumors that this person's a drinker. <laughs> Dog choking. Hold on. <laughs> 
Save the dog. I don't give a fuck. No, she's good. She's good. She has a little bit of a, she got a little bit of a heart issue right now. So, oh, yeah, it kind of, um, what was it? Did you hear that? No. Hearts enlarged and it pushes on her trachea. So, oh, God. When she shifts, she has a little like, you could, she's probably like clearing out whatever is like not being pushed on, I think. Oh, shit. What kind of dog is it? What's that? What kind of dog is it? Oh, she's a poodle or poodle i said poodle chihuahua i only said poodle because i literally got like six poodles in my goddamn building a chihuahua good god she's a chihuahua i don't know why i said poodle man that's terrible i don't know where i'm at right now good god that's terrible. what's her name uh zia well hopefully zia finds uh some help for that straight up straight up steve's wishing you love zia absolutely yeah yeah she's she and i mean you're a pet person like me i saw you post yeah. about your son Really like, <laughs> he kind of looked like he kind of looked like it. Like I'm not even. Dude, you're to saying my fat cat that's sitting that's here in my video life looks like me? Is that what you're saying? It's the Sorry. face he was making, bro. It was the face no. he was making. Um, yeah, oh, I, I love my fat boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. What's oh, that? Sorry, what kind? What kind of cat? Oh, they're all tabbies. They're all tabbies. They're all they're all hardcore rescues, right? They're all yeah, big cats. big smile. They're all hardcore rescues, he says. Like big yeah. time rescues. And so. actually, you know what? That's really on cue too, because like I, I was gonna say, like, I'm thinking about it in my building. You're not allowed to have dogs over 15 pounds, but I've been like browsing and perusing and seeing and stuff. And I had met this lady who adopted a poodle who was seven, who survived a house fire, lost both oh, his parents and everything. And oh, I'm talking, I'm telling you, bro, the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest animal you will ever friggin' meet. And well, it almost sold me like I have to save an animal's life or at least so, take the love of an animal and, and bring it to my life because I need it all, man. All right. So I'm going to tell you the si- story of Simon. Really so I'm down. Last Simon's week. the cat you saw in the picture where I said my son, right? Yeah. So um, we already had two cats and we were getting a third one. We decided we we're going to get a third cat, which is a lot of cats. I don't recommend three cats for everybody, but. We love cats. So Simon, I was like, instead of like getting a new kitten or something, like we were always rescuing kittens. We were, they were rescues, but they were kittens. And I'm like, let's get a cat that's like, you know, down on his luck. He's older, he's whatever, or she's older. Like, you know, we're gonna, and we went through the process and we ended up on Simon. Now Simon was abandoned for we anywhere from five to seven years, we think. Um, if you look at the picture of him, if you see how his tongue's out, you can notice, you can see his gums. It's because wow. he only has like three teeth. Um, he only has three teeth because now I feel bad for joking no, about the look. No, 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 no. We call is... him Derpy. He's, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Trust me. This is one happy cat. Don't worry about, don't worry about his past. I'm just telling you the story of how hard of rescue he is. Oh, um, he's happy as can be. We've had him for three years now, almost four actually. But um, so he only has like three or four teeth because he was eating frozen stuff out of the ground and breaking his teeth. Do you hear me? I can't yeah, hear sorry. you. I was, I was just telling uh, her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So he, he was eating frozen things out of the dirt. Right. Wow. Like he was so when he when he was rescued, right? They they finally trapped him after all these years. And like they gave him to a foster, but they're like, they don't, he's he was hard luck, he has really bad respiratory issues. He sneezes like a thick mucus. He's a fucked up cat, like there's no way around it. And either either we took either someone took him, which probably no one else would have because of his age and his medical uncertainties and stuff like that. And trust me, he's cost us a ton of money this year because of health problems, but he's still chugging along. But like it was either we take him or they were gonna euthanize. And um, we just fell in love with him on first sight. And we went, we went the day we went to pick him up, he hid behind the microwave. You can see in that picture how fat he is. He could hide behind a microwave. He was so skinny. But we actually kind of got him to love us by kind of overfeeding him. Because here's the thing about these types of cats that are abandoned like that is like, even dogs too, right? Dogs are really bad for it, but it's more, it's, it's more shocking in cats is that when they feel that hunger, like they, they're not going to, they don't know where the next food's going to come from. 
they don't stop eating. Like the, he'll just keep eating and eating and eat, eating, and eating. And that's how he got fat. And because we were like, well, we want him to love us. And like our other two cats, we used to just leave a full bowl of dry food out or whatever. We'd leave food out for them, but we had to adjust for that because he wouldn't stop eating. <laughs> he came and ate the other bowls of food. Oh, he'll eat anything that isn't tied down, man. Like he is like, he, he's a lot better now. He's, he's learned the food's always going to be there for him. But the first year, year and a half, he was putting mm. away bags of dry food in a week. Like, and I'm talking like 40, 50 pound, like dollar bags of like really organic, like healthy dry food, but like just, just destruction. And we're like, remember, he only has three teeth. So like, how is he eating this much dry food? And you so said he, only eating frozen things. Like yeah. imagine so, the taste buds of that animal must have. Oh, been he, he, he's on a tuna nuts. diet now. He's on a tuna diet right now. So he's real happy because we got to keep his fat down. Garfield, so Garfield. That, that's what I was going to actually yeah, yeah, say. Yeah, I, he's, he, I learned about cats always eating from Garfield. And that's why Garfield's owner left him tuna. He, so, he didn't like tuna because tuna would cut his fat. So another problem with him is because he only has the three teeth and he loves dry food so much is he can't actually eat and chew dry food like a regular cat. Oh, so he picks sick. up in his mouth and he shakes his face until he swallows it and some comes flying up the sides of his mouth and all it's all over our floor. Like, um, I'll send you a picture after, but like there's pictures, like, there's, there's dry food all over my kitchen floor because he throws it on the inside of his mouth while he's trying to eat it. But he's still 24 pounds, so don't feel too bad for him. He's still a fat. <laughs> oh fat, so. my god, that's God rest his soul. That was the same weight Max was when we were when he was considered fat. And Max is a pug, so they're supposed to be kind of chubby. <laughs> oh no, that oh. that cat that cat was bigger than most like small dogs anyway. When he when that's he got him, he, he's he's he's, he's polydactyl. He's got thumbs, so oh, he's wow. He's a, he's a big boy. He's so um. Does that come from him being in nature for so long, having to no, like adjust? Just a it's just, just a birth thing. Oh, okay, okay, it, okay. Like I don't know if you can see. One second. Yeah, for sure. I wish this was a video podcast so that people could see. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's wild. Come see. I'm gonna show the lady right now, real quick. Look at the. You see the paws, the little thumbs. Oh, he knows he's he's he said, "You're looking at me. I see you're looking at me." I'll send you pictures after. I promise. Sure. I've right. I've I have thousands of pictures of him. He's my son. I love him to death. Right? All my cats are my babies. And that's what it's supposed to be, bro. Hold on, sorry. Anyway, let's move on to some real topics here. We can't have a whole podcast about cats. <laughs> yes, you can. That would be a wonderful podcast, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's what people want to hear from cats? me, but I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if my, my no. cat love is something I don't think people will really find entertaining. Bro, I I appreciate you for opening up about that because that's a beautiful thing. Uh, shout out to you and your lady uh, for just open in your home and that's exactly it like the three of them the three of them and that's it like you (laughs) you literally gave three animals another life like there's Uh, nothing that nobody can say anything bad about that and this is why i hate people that hate the concept of pets and this is a conversation for a different day no why if the owner wants to open their home up to the animal and the animal is happy she was a kitten that was rescued from a dumpster someone just threw them all in the dumpster we got her and she was a baby Dusty was our first cat, right? So when we adopted Dusty, we got her from this crazy woman down in the valley. I won't say her name. And um, she's a crazy cat lady. And she's rescued she's got tons of cats. So Dusty- farm and shit with the barn Dust, and all the cats. Dusty's in a little carrier, right? In, we're taking Dusty home. Her name was originally Juniper. We changed that Wiccan shit. We weren't having it. Um, and all the other cats started walking up to her cage and putting their paw on the cage and saying goodbye to her. And it was like the sweetest thing ever. Like they, they were all like walking by and nudging the cage and like walking by and like saying goodbye. Like, like, like you watch the show Oz when they're like getting in a prison in Oz. <laughs> it was like that. And I was like, these cats are much deeper on my level than Cole, I thought they Cole, were. Cole Harbor High Hallway. 
That's yeah, or or, or that. Like, or, yeah. You went to high school, Cole Harbor. I did. Yeah, I'm a Cav. Rough. Rough. Yeah. It was fun. All right. It was fun. Anyways, yeah. Continue. Continue. This is no, it. That, 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 that's it about cats for now. I mean, I, I want to get into like we, we kind of got into like a couple debates this week on uh, oh. Facebook, and I, I want to get into them. So go through your list now. Let's start. Let's that start with like you a good start. idea. That sounds like yeah. good. I'm, I'm glad that we just so like swiftly moved on though from that uh, uh, undrafted or sort of oh unnamed. the kid. Yeah, I'm the kid. I, this is um, and like I'd really not like it's a story that I'm not comfortable talking about just because. At the end of the day, he he's effed up and he should have been drafted, yes. and, it, and maybe it should have cost him his career. But he's he's 18 years old, and hopefully he learned from it. I hope. I don't know if he did. I hope he did. I don't. That's know. the conversation that we should be having. If the young man learned, okay, the Montreal Canadiens are not the place to harvest that environment of of like a healthy environment. Now no. I get the idea of using him the Habs using him for the, you used a first round draft pick on this kid. This is supposed to be either generational or step down from generation. Well, I mean, he's a 31st overall. Let's be fair. Yeah, that is true. To be fair, to be fair. But you were even saying there was a possibility that he was going to be higher. He was a first round lock regardless. I think, I think Logan Mayhew, I think Mayhew, right? I think Logan Mayhew would have been like a probably like fringe top 10 pick. There you go. See? So it's like, and, and I've always been the type of person like growing up and this is like a totally random different example. One of my favorite athletes of all time was Dennis Rodman. And it was, you know, the bad, the bad uh, press he got just because of all the things he did away from the basketball court. It was unfair. Then there's a John rocker who was another one of my favorites who, what? Yes. I loved him. I don't know why. See, I, because I'm a Falcons fan. I also kind of grew up in Braves lore. Well, so I mean, they like, were also really good back then. So. Man, were they ever. And, okay, and you know, John Rocker, there was just an infamy to him that I actually liked. And of course, until the whole gay bashing slash. Well, I mean, he kind of got famous off the gay bashing and hating he black people, minorities. Kind of. Like that. Sports like, Illustrated had something. Yeah, I, I, never I used to subscribe. I was subscribing to Sports Illustrated when that came. Remember out. that man? They literally had like the 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 Rocker files. Like it was a oh, fucking dude. little segment for John Rocker where it was like once every Fun fact. three issues. Go go! I forget who wrote the article. He's actually a pretty well-to-do sports writer. You'll know him when you see his name. And the hell that article created for him. He was a, his. I think it was Jeff Perlman. I think Jeff Perlman wrote that. Part. Oh, okay, okay. I know. Who I, I think. Let me let me double check real quick what we're talking. Sure, I'm pretty sure. sure. I think it's Jeff Perlman. Who's like one of the, the, the. Yeah, it's Jeff Perlman. John. Yeah. Parker. Yeah. So Jeff Perlman, one of the best baseball writers on the planet, is the guy that broke the Perlman, the rocker story like 20, yeah. 22 years ago. So yeah, there's he had type in John uh, Perlman and Rocker John Rocker, and there's an article where he details it's 15 years later that he details everything he went through as a result of it and how he got blackballed by Major League Baseball teams and mm-hmm. went clubhouses and stuff like that. And they all thought he they made it up he made it up about him and all that stuff. It's it's crazy stuff. It's a it's a really cool story. Completely sidetracking from Logan Mayu. I do got to get this. There's one issue I have for the Logan Mayu thing, and it's not it has not, it has nothing actually to do with the Habs or the culture or anything like that. It's everything to do with the fact that like. It goes back to Leafs fans again, and like everyone doing what about his ears. Thank you, because that yeah. was literally that. Thank you, because that's literally what I was going to cap on okay. this. I don't care about any other situation in history that's comparable. I don't care. Like somebody was bringing up to me, "Yo, Chris, you were a big Michael Vick fan." I'm like, do we really have to do this parallel bullshit? No. Let's no. talk about this issue because this is a serious issue. We all have kids that are going to grow up in this society that are going to grow up with these phones. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to teach my son about this story 
be it 10, 11, 12 years from now. Mm-hmm. This is a story now. This is it's a weird, this is terrible to say. All the love and respect to the victim. I hope she's recovered. I hope you know what I'm saying. No, she's she's still getting it too. That's the worst part. It's Go the ahead. worst part. This is an opportunity now and an example, unfortunately, a tangible example. And you said it with the whole Blackhawks drama that's going on. Yeah. That we can use to teach the youth back to what I was saying about when I was coaching basketball. This is not acceptable. And you know, you don't even have to censor the language in this story because the language is there. You know, we're not talking about it specifically on this show, just out of respect for the victim. But for most of the people listening, they'll either go search up what we're talking about or they already know the story and they already know what happened. And if you if you if you're a hockey fan, you can't avoid this story. Yeah, you can't avoid it. You really can't avoid it. And, and unfortunately, one day maybe he'll have that CH on his chest. And hopefully by the time he has that CH on his chest, he's a matured individual and has taken his time and his platform. And maybe so. his finances, which is something that I actually was going to say for another episode, but this is that one of those weird save face opportunities. Donate yourself. I mean, that would be crazy, but this is the no, opportunity for this let, young man, be, unfortunately, to. Let's be fair here. Yeah. How, how many Canadian kids growing up playing hockey are from, like in that level are from like less than upper middle class families? Like they're yeah. not, this kid's family's not hurting for money. We, we've all seen Brad Marchand's family business, right? Like we're not all like, yeah. Sidney Crosby was about as middle class as it gets. And his family just struggled and strived to send him to a private school in Minnesota for four years. So like, you know what I mean? And you're in that age bracket. So you, if you went to Cole Harbor, you, you know, you, you know, Crosby. I, you guys who literally played with him before he left. Yep. Yep. Like, I, so he doesn't need the money. Like Zach Hyman, for example, we'll go back to Zach Hyman. For a like Zach Hyman is a well-to-do Jewish kid from the Toronto area. He doesn't need that five and a half million dollars. I'm sure he wants it. Mitch Marner's not, doesn't come from poverty. The, he, he didn't hold out because he's he, it's not like the nba where these kids not all the time but most yeah. of these kids are like well you know said. one year done we got to make money got to buy mama house got to buy mama ben's got to do this because take my brother take care of my sister whatever right well that's said. totally normal and unfortunately like it's why there's something sent me a meme that i do in the nba draft it's like espn is a guy like exasperated throwing his headset in anger whenever it shows a, a kid with both of his parents because they love to tell that story <laughs> to single parent like poor I, black kid I'm so glad you said that because a buddy of mine said the NHL draft is so boring because none of these kids have backstories. Mom, dad, maybe a brother or a sister. Literally, yeah. like that's literally what he said. And I died laughing. Yeah. He said it's true. the NFL NBA draft backstories are the ones that have a different ethnicity, ethnic background. There's nothing more depressing than watching the NBA draft and then oh. watching a bunch of old 60-year-old white men try to tell you about the struggles of these young black men and how it's made them a better person. Like it's oh. like, oh my god. When like, they when they drafted that kid from Kentucky this year, I had literal tears. Like, no. I don't like good, good on the NBA for doing that for the symbolism, but from a pure marketing and I don't want to say entertainment standpoint, but I'm a viewer, I'm a consumer. You're getting ad money off of this segment. People are tuning in now because you've been advertising it, bro. I cried like a baby. Like, oh, the, are you not with, I didn't watch it. I didn't, I, I turned the draft off of the fourth pick this year. The young, so, so what they did the the yeah. from Kentucky. Yeah. So he got into a car accident that they originally, they blamed speeding, but it turned out there was an actual issue with the vehicle. Like these kids, man, they get the, they, you just said they get the money, they get the toys and poor kid got into a crazy accident, passed away. He probably would have been drafted this year. I think they were saying like early to mid first rounder. And the way he played this year, like he didn't play a whole lot. He was injured, but when he played, he looked good. 
this is this is like Len Bias and so many other kids. Yeah, like and with the G League route that they've got going now with this whole rise or whatever it's called, the the G League team, like he was a lock to play on that team if he didn't enter the draft this year. So like mm. this kid was a step away, man. And respect gotcha. to the NBA for doing that. And the NFL does that every year too, because God love them. It seems like there is a prospect every year that after the season's over, they're just back in their community with their people. And this is the the conversation that we're talking about. Like and NFL, NBA, even Major League Baseball, it's it's a it's a class thing. The NHL, that story's not there because it's such an expensive sport. No, it's you got, expensive you, too, but like in the inner city. You got the Austin Matthews story where he's going to get drunk with his douchey frat boy type friends and pulling his pants down at security guards. Yeah. That's oh, man, it gets to me, bro. It gets to me. Anyways, you want to get to the bullet points. Yes. I am wasted. So, yeah, I, I guess like the last thing we were talking about, like I've we talked about this, I think the first or second time I had you on the show, I, how COVID got everybody gaming again. And like I'm suddenly out of nowhere back on the console. What are you playing? playing Formula One? Bro. Oh, whatever, man. It's everyone's, though, like, like, everyone's got the fix. Like it doesn't matter what your likes are. I'm going to the judge. I don't care what other people play if only you're playing. Like I, unless you're like beating me over the head, like you need to play Formula One content. Like, bro, I don't like race car driving. Well, so no. I, I started to bring the console over to Kayla's house. So, I mean, I am kind of bringing it with me where I go, but. Um... RIP Ka- Kayla. So, Kayla? Kayla? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. But no, like my, my son loves watching me play it. The game is invigorating. Um, I grew up watching Formula One with my dad and I watched my dad playing these games, these Sims growing up too. So. Oh yeah. The old, old um, art and son of racing on the Sega yeah. Genesis. How old are you? Oh, I'm 32. So like, oh, you're dad, way younger than me. Dad's now. dad's not a console guy as much as he's a PC guy. So it okay. was more of like the mid range developer Sims that like would yeah, get yeah. nine out of 10 in IGN. So dad would go buy it and it would end up being an amazing game. So he'd play that one game for three or four years. My first, then, my first racing game experience is art and Senna's formula and racing on the Sega Genesis. Gee. Rest in peace, art and Senna, by the way. Oh man, I remember playing that. I think game. I think we had it on the Game Shark. I think oh, we had it the on the Game Shark. Shark. But the Yo, thing thirty one one joints. We would never get through the first lap. Like the whole the whole joke was to see how bad we could wreck the car on the first lap because <laughs> like the graphics, you couldn't really wreck the car, but you would get yeah. to like those. What do they call them? Like a critical critical terminal or something like that. And then, yeah. like you said, rest in peace to Ayrton Senna, man. Um, I grew up a closet formula one fan because a lot of my i grew up in eastern passage so everybody like nascar literally like i'm not even i mean you're laughing it's the truth man like kids used to wear the hats and the shirts and shit when we were like seven eight years old they'd come to school on monday telling their parents or telling the teachers about the race like i remember when jeff gordon won the championship in 97 i remember that shit I, because like this kid in my class was the biggest jeff gordon fan ever i've watched one nascar race in my life you gotta hear this real quick I'm was that the day, the day dale earnhardt died i told you the story <laughs> I think you told me this story yeah, off yeah, the record once because yeah, we, I joked, did. we joked. Uh, it was about the noose. Remember when they were the thing with uh, the black? The noose, there? yes, the NASCAR race, the noose. I think that was the very first episode I ever did. Yeah, this. yeah. And we, Bubba we were, Johnson or whatever. Yeah, whatever. and we were talking yeah. about uh, Bubba Wallace. I said Bubba, Bubba Johnson. Wallace, yeah, but you but you said Bubba, and I figured it's, it's either a Bubba Wallace, a Bubba Johnson, a Johnson Wallace. It's all these other different. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about how NASCAR's ratings are down, and the NASCAR's ratings kind of went up when that shit happened controversy sells i remember that it was actually a really good conversation um but that's nascar it's all yeah so i i used to watch formula one when jock Villeneuve ruled the world and when michael schumacher took over the world that was 97 no but he was he was good in 96 too when damon hill won I, i've had this conversation oh. with anthony shout out to down the pub podcast um shout out to yeah. down the pub yeah, yeah and, but and, like and, yeah this anthony, was anthony I was, was like i didn't know he was such a big f1 fan and then one day he like messaged me and i was like <gasps> 
you like the races too? I should have known. Oh, he, You're fucking Irish, man. <laughs> he's a Formula One nut. All he cares about is football and Formula One and his children. <laughs> but I, I definitely third place for the children. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. Congratulations to Anthony. Hopefully he's getting some sleep tonight. Um, but yeah, no. Where were we talking about um, video games? Yeah, right now yeah. I, I'm playing a lot. What are you I'm, playing? I'm, I'm heavily japanese right now i'm heavily into <laughs> japanese games like shout out to the olympics <laughs> not no no fuck the olympics uh but shout, <laughs> shout us to the grass when the bronze medal today the, uh, i'm a hundred meter i'm gonna sprint from like 100 meter track and field 100 meter 200 meters are my favorite two sporting events on earth and, and did you wide. see his start yeah it was terrible he, he slipped won, like that he, he would have won the goal he probably would have won the gold if he had a decent if he had a half decent start he would have won the gold oh well it doesn't Wild matter man. meddling is enough he's the only man from canada that a medal so far so give him his give him his flowers like you know it's it's a, it's a downgrade from 2016 but it's okay we still love you like bronze is good enough show us the canadian women carrying our asses by the way straight but, up um but no like those are my two favorite events in sports, the 100 meters and the 200 meters. And people are always like, what the hell? Why? You love football, basketball, baseball, hockey, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll tell you why. 100 meter race is over in 10 seconds. How can you get bored in 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. It's over. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. And it's the most pure, natural form of athletics there is. I'm run. so glad Just to hear run. you say <laughs> this because I have felt the same way from my youth. Every four years, the entire world gathers around their television to watch eight guys run, run as fast run. as they can. For 10 seconds. <laughs> That's Every, so you're talking about four years. I'm bad at math. 365, 365. That's 670, 14, 15. Everybody's listening to me do math. 15. Bro, you just said 365, 365 is 770. I don't think that's 670, quite right. 670. How many days in four, four years? Four it's like, years. Is, it's 670, it is, 13, 20. It's 1,460. 1460 i suck at if you that. take a leap year it's 1461 okay so my point is is we're talking about all them 100 days for one like nine nine point uh i think it was 9.8 today was the, yep. the time for the gold medal winner yeah yep, yep. 9.8 9.84 and i think the grass ran 9.89 i think it's just Shadow to him, like like you said, man. There, there's no shame in a medal. There's this debate right now about. For, for, actually, I'll take that a step further. There's no motherfucking shame in just making it the goddamn Olympics. Period. I don't care if you win a medal, man. Just getting there, the training, the dedication, everything that takes to get there is just mind blowing. People like people giving Simone. Biles, we're not gonna get into a thing about Simone Biles because I, I just don't want to be part of the toxicity of that shit. Well, I mean, look, I fully support the girl. Regardless, I fully support the girl. We I, can I don't, get into it quickly because I, I don't care. I, did, I just support I her. Later in the list. Me too. I support her. There I really is nothing her. to talk about in the situation. Yeah, like, I, I, guys my, that are shaped like me, looking like me, saying she should have gave up her spot or she choked or she doesn't <laughs> have what it takes. Like, bro, I can barely get out of bed and walk in the mornings. Who I are you it. to talk shit about that girl? That girl's going 38 feet in the air doing 47,000 rotations and landing on her yep. feet and sticking it. She was molested as a child by mm-hmm. U.S. gymnastics coaches. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Let that girl cook. She doesn't want to be. And they're like, oh, well, she could at least gave up her spot. Like, bro. She's the biggest star in gymnastics. Team mm-hmm. USA pressured her to come anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, and she got them to the finals before she walked away. So it's not like she, it's not like she bailed. It's not like, I don't know, man. Just like, I didn't give Drew Ann a bunch of shit when he walked away in the Habs the season. I don't give a bunch of shit to Simone Biles. You got issues going on in your head. Take care of that shit. Yep. You don't, 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 don't worry about what some goofy 400 pound redneck from spread it. The, like the, God, vaccine, anti-vaxxing crowd people. They hate black people. Like, don't. <laughs> Don't, don't listen to that shit. Like, 
Simone Biles should be put on a fucking pedestal of American athletes because there's very few like her and that ilk. And like yep. I say athletes because all you have to do is watch one Simone Biles floor routine to realize that she's a much greater athlete than Kevin Durant. Period. Just watch what she Period. does. Period. Just watch it. Like, bro, my, my legs hurt just thinking about the first rotation. I don't even know how she lands. Like, <laughs> she's like doing half pipe jumps off the ground like she's like flying like i swear to god i saw one she's like 24 feet in the air and doing rotations and i don't know how she knows where her feet are gonna end up when she lands it's terrifying but she yeah. doesn't she's an all-time legend in my mind um and she owes nobody no one and nothing a fucking excuse for what happened over in tokyo she wanted to go home let that girl go home and smoke some weed and chill like straight up what it's I an out of van in you whatever you need honey you i can't i can't take any i can't say add take nope that's you you yeah. said it, Steve. You said it. I mean, I, I I've even I was on the side of those goofy redneck idiots at the beginning because I was just like, what? Well, well, then why did what? You know, a friend of mine, Leo, commented on my Facebook status when I made the comment. Leo, um, uh, Leo, um, uh, no, 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 not Leo, not Uncle Leo. No, 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 different guy, different guy. Um, uh, this fellow's from the states. You oh. know, he uh, he basically summed it up for me pretty quickly. It's no one's business. And I was like, facts, fuck, it's absolute facts. You put me in my place. <laughs> it's it's facts. Place. Like yeah. what, what gives it like, that's the thing about crazy, about hot take culture and sports right now is motherfuckers think they're entitled to like Thank something you. with these athletes. And it's like, not just sports, man. All these conservative politician media. It's not even conservative goofballs. stuff. It's not well, just conservative. That's, that's actually a good point too. That is a good point. Like your average, like black lives matter in their bio, white chick will hop on someone real fast for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy to it's easy to pick on these far right Trumpers and shit right now. God knows I'd love to slam dunk on them, but like, there is a big divide in everything. Like, everybody's real cool until the accusation gets pointed at them, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well you're a drama. Like, like, well said. like I, I'm a centrist by nature. Like, I'm very in the center. I'm a social liberal and I'm a fiscal conservative. It is what it is. But like, I I don't fuck with Trumps and I don't fuck with Trudeau. And I don't fuck like, you know, like I find Trudeau to be a goof and a virtue signaling lying piece of shit. And I think Donald Trump is scum of the earth. Like you can be on both sides of this. You don't have to be like some far left communist or some far right fascist. There's a middle ground. And I think if people could really get there, we could really bridge the gap in communication issues. And middle ground, ladies and gentlemen, as we have an election coming up, not mean NDP. Don't no, come to me and say that you're a moderate because you're voting NDP. Stop. That's not moderation. Know what the but you're talking about, Steve. Well said, thank you. I, I'm honestly, I'm probably gonna like clip that out and use that as a little fucking like. Honestly, like I'm not. I would. And be. I'm not voting. Both. I'm not voting NDP. You know, I, and I'm not voting conservative because these fuckers want to like embrace the Trump train a little bit. It kills like, me, and I feel bad for Tim Houston. I really do, because I don't think he's one of them, but all his people are. So it's like. You can't put in the puppet at the end of the day. That's what he is. He's the puppet. I'm, I'm not embracing far left ideals and like Cuba's a good thing and like keep the Cuba communism is a good thing. And I'm not going to embrace the far right where like, you know, like Brexit and Alberta and all that bullshit. Like there's a middle fucking ground. Like we can kill the carbon tax and still ignore. Also, we can stop spending so much goddamn money in court trying to defeat the fucking natives and just give them clean drinking water. Like, 
be like, this is just an idea. Instead of fucking getting what? up there and give fucking howdy do yeah. fucking speeches, you cornball yeah. drama teacher. Um, you claim. I, I, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather imbibe bleach than vote for the liberals. Myself. Yeah, that's the thing. Like now you've got people, and this is why I think the NDP are going to get a bit of a push because you've got people who are liberal. They can't vote liberal because the liberals aren't acting liberal. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of like when you hear about like AOC, the Democrats, and oh. the Democrats are so afraid of her. But then again, AOC is a little too far left for me too. I, I respect, I like AOC. She's she's really good at what she does. She doesn't necessarily speak to my politics, but I like her. Because again, yeah, George W. Bush did not speak to my politics, but I kind of just like the guy. That's so a, like, and, and same thing that's with AOC. Example. You can like a politician. Like, I don't really like Joe Biden, but you know what I really didn't like was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about Kamala Harris or Kamala or whatever. I don't know how they pronounce it. Is it Kamala? I'm going to say it's Kamala. I think it's Kamala. I'm not a fan of hers you either. You like Tucker Carlson right now, bro. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. That, that, that's a low blow. Good Lord. Ouch. So I don't know. I've, I've heard it pronounced three different ways on the news. I don't know which uh, way it is. I, so. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's Kamala. It's Kamala, right? That's what I'm I thought. Not mistaken. But I think I think Tucker Carlson calls her Kamala, like the old yeah. rest of the things on his belly, and that's probably what got me. But he up. also he calls uh, um, he calls AOC. What does he call her? Uh, Cortez. Uh, uh, oh my god! He just I calls her Cortez. I mean, I don't blame it. Why not? Unless it's Cortez. Why not? Like, okay, no, hold on. You got me defending Tucker Carlson. Get the fuck out of here with this. I am fuck not that, defending Tucker. Fuck that bow tie wearing goofball. Like, I'm not. I'm not but, going to bat for that dick. But on the subject of what you're talking about, I'm a person who I'm not conservative, but I lean a lot more right than a lot of my peers. And the reason why I do is because I've opened myself up to right-leaning ideas through conservative media. Most of the time I'm laughing at it. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm not taking any genuine bullet points from it. I'm not learning from it. I'm not a sponge for that shit. But for you to be on one side of the spectrum, you need to know what's going on on the other side of the spectrum. You need to understand their ideas, how they got to that point. You need to educate yourself on what's making them tick because I I find right wing ideology insufferable these days. But that said, yes. but that said, but that said, I, I also find the I hate to say this, but like the blue and purple hair left wing side is also insufferable to me. So the the louder than they think people. That's what I call them. They're loud. Yeah, the, 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 like I don't, I don't under, you know, I'm too old and white to worry about pronouns and people's spios and shit. I don't know what the fuck that means. You better be I, careful with that one now. I work. No, bro, because I just support. <laughs> I support people. Like I, if you're if you're transgendered, by all means, you're a human being. You're, yes, you're, yes. All the rights you're supposed to have. Whatever you identify as, whatever you identify as, and you deserve to be respected as such. That's fine. Yeah. I just literally don't fucking understand the pronouns, and I'm too old and too stuck in my ways to learn what it means. But you know what? If you identify is wicker coffee table i support you just let me put my feet up you know what i mean like i'm just saying i don't care like do what you got to do it's all good like no one hate there's no hate here there's no i have no distaste for you i I respect y'all shake your hand i don't that's that's what i've learned doing this type of work over the last few months is that it's not you don't have to learn you don't even have to respect it basically shut up if it doesn't affect you and like uh, I can tell that you're that type thing. of person, yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, if you put a petition in front of me right now to like allow like trans women to use women's washrooms, I'd sign it. Like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that seems right. They, they, they're women. They, they identify as women. They're women. They can use a women's washroom. You know what I mean? Like, I, my only issue is like trans women in combat sports. That's pretty much it. 
Yeah. Uh, all the otherwise, other sports, all other, the other sports, I don't care. Yeah, about. basketball, foot, like foot, American football, European football, baseball, softball. I don't care. It's just when punches get thrown. Yeah. Like, when it's combat yeah. sports, that's then. I mean, this is where that's that's the that's the only one. Everything else. Serial episode fifty is when I get canceled. Um, no. Oh uh, no. <laughs> everything else, let the kids play, man. No, that's what that's what it is. And and I mean, you know, there was this debate going on with the weightlifter, and that's a whole other totally different thing. No, it's weightlifting. Nobody's gonna get hurt. Let let, let it happen. Let it happen. That's thank like, you. Like I said, that's where I've gotten like, to. Like on the at first on the subject, I was like, this is retarded. Pardon my language. I'm only using that word just to be completely inappropriate because that's where my way of thinking was yeah but as i thought more and as i'm reading the testimonies of the other girls including her competitors they're not hurting anybody yeah and if she if she was allowed to like you know like body slam and punch her competitors or yes. kick her competitors i'd be like i got a problem with this but just lift yeah. your weights shit. just go which get is, them girl do your thing like which I, is why it, I, I forget her name and it's terrible i do but the uh the the transgender woman in aew they all sign the waivers they all agree nyla rose yeah that's her name nyla rose they all sign the waivers. They all agree that they're going to fight her. Like, but they're not fighting. She's taking care it's of entertainment. Them. Yes, it's yeah. entertainment. They literally like, take Ch- care China of China wrestled men. No one, no one will give a shit about that. Like, well, Tessa well, Blanchard well, just did it, bro. Tessa, Bl- Tessa Blanchard won the Sam the, the, the Yeah, exactly. So whatever, man. It's wrestling. It's fine. Like, yeah. I, 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 like again, I don't have an issue with trans. But I issues. agree with you. But this arts. is a good segue because we're going to talk about music now because I want to talk about music. So, that, that is a good segue. That is a good segue, actually. We're, we're, talking, we're talking about hate speech and shit. So the the baby. Uh, <laughs> Let's transition into the. He's baby. no he's no longer the baby. He's just the baby. Like uh, he's, he's he's a fucking. He's lost all his cool. I don't. But even this know is what this is what inspired our debate earlier, which led to this whole podcast. This, yeah, this like honestly, we normally start with the debate that we were chatting about, but this one, I, I basically this is the main also, event. Yeah. So so well, I got a few other things, but they'll be quick. They'll be very quick. Um, but this is the main event, like you said. I posted the status. I was listening to a podcast and the gentleman was talking about, you know, do the new artists need to know who the new old artists are made some really relevant points. I was like, you know what, this is really interesting because hip hop is so unique in so many different elements, but two of the main ones, number one being we're the only genre where it seems like a requisite for you to have to pay homage or respect the past or the legends or the history of the genre. And number two, it's the only genre where you could basically write about, being in the genre and the success you've had in the genre like it's just a a strange braggadocia that hip hop well, hip hop was hip hop was born with braggadocia basically mindset. right like it it was all from so, self confidence uh, and and just finding ways to to so basically for the people listening at home that don't have me on facebook and there's more of you than i thought uh shout out to all of you like i said episode 50 it's crazy that i'm even at this point right now um Steve's argument was that this happens more commonly in other genres than I thought it did. Your um, man Jay Bruce hit it on the fucking head in the comments, but go ahead. I want to hear this because I don't think I've seen gonna, what he I, said. I, I, okay, so I'm going to read your original post. I'm not going to say what I said. I'll just okay. I'll articulate my own. But you said, this is a good point. Why, why is it hip-hop the genre that for all intents and purposes has some of the shortest histories of all music genres? Expects new artists to show respect to pioneers and know their history. No other genre of music requires its new artists to know about the legends. You don't see people hating on Carrie Underwood for not acknowledging Shania Twain, period. One second, pause. I'm going to interrupt this real quick because this one gets out of issue with this earlier. Um, country music doesn't acknowledge Shania Twain because Shania Twain went so crossover pop that they disowned it. Kind of so, like what happened to Taylor Swift. I'm glad you said that because somebody inboxed me that same thing. They said, I yeah. see where you're coming from with country music, Chris, but that wasn't a good example because Shania they, Twain was not country. And she, she was originally, she just got disowned by them. Yeah. So you move on and you say, you don't see new bands get shit on for acknowledging Led Zeppelin. 
I'm like, that was a well, I mean, example and, and, and I brought up Greta Van Fleet. And you're like, they're basically a cover band, bro. That and was a funny I, I, example. I, I wanted to respond to that and be like, okay, that's cool, man. How many hip hop cover bands are there? Yeah, well, this is actually something I used to joke with people all the time. Like, are we? Yeah, no, no, no. Just think about it. Like, our generation, once we're in our 40s and 50s, instead of karaoke night, is there going to be like a Drake cover artist? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might happen, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so why is it new hip hop artists must pay homage? You said question mark. And while we're at it, rap gets a pass. The only genre where an artist can go on about their actual career, and yeah, still works. Which is kind of the saying. point I was getting at. Yeah. This is why rappers today don't need to know who the legends are because their fans don't ask them to, and neither should we. Okay, so your man here, Jay, shows to Jay, who has a great point, and he articulated far better than I could, said, it's funny to say it's a black thing, but I've been to many award shows over my 20 plus years, bro, and I've seen country artists and rock artists sleep the fuck out of Ozzy Osbourne and Garth Brooks and others. We just make it like it's only us. The ignorance of some of our black youth is the issue. For every little Yachty, there's, 30, there's 25 Corday, but the media wants to know the Yachty's, not the more intelligent hip hop. That shit don't sell like making us look like drug addicted slaves in the grade two education. I can't speak for the us as a hip hop historian, which I can get really deep. But you definitely to. are. Yes, I yeah. Am. Like, I, there, there was there was a man, movement. You're invited to the cookout as a half black man. There, there was a movement out. in the late '90s, early 2000s to get socially conscious hip hop the fuck out of here, so yeah, we could produce true. more like Tribe Called Quest, Feral Monch, Live Quali, Most Def. A lot of those artists, which is why somebody like Kanye West was was absolutely insane that totally comes later wrong. that comes right. later but okay. like they, they blackballed these artists from mainstream airwaves yep, because they didn't time. want that they wanted like the jt at the time i'm for my old heads out here they wanted like more of the jt money who dad or trick daddies and all they wanted that like real ignorance shit where when hip-hop first started the censorship wanted to get rid of the ignorance shit. then they realized there was like something there that if they just push stupid ignorance shit, and this goes all the way to white people to black people, whatever they guys could be but like my point was, I gave, I laid out a bunch of reasons of influential rock artists that like are still beloved today, and people still talk about. The, the issue is like, why is hip hop the only art form where newer artists don't have to pay homage? And my response is, what new rock artists are there? Like, I I don't know any. That, and that's kind of where our our conversation from Instagram is now morphing into the because, podcast because you and yeah. I talked about like you know name a band that's new, and I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. You can't. And you know what? It's funny because someone else in the comments too, I don't remember who it was. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on them because they made a good point too. Is they like, well, you don't see that with pop arts, like in syncs and stuff. Like no one's recreating that or paying homage. First of all, it's overly contrived, manufactured. Great documentary, but a guy named Lou Perlman on YouTube, you can watch about NSYNC and Action Force creation. They're completely mm -hmm. manufactured. There's nothing or authentic about them to want to copy. But even then, even then, Go look at K-pop if you think there's any people paying homage to the old and Justin I'm Timberlake. I'm glad because once I actually sat down before bed and was going to do the scroll on Facebook and reply, I was going to bring up K-pop to that instant comment because yeah. I actually like the comment. I, I, again, it's, it's like yeah, it's a good comment. It's a good it's idea a good with a bad delivery. It's the same as mine. Like it's 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 the, the concept and the idea is great. I just don't know how to deliver it properly. And I oh, think oh, by the way, what they were getting at with the instinct thing. Because I, I should have talked more individually, like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, even though she's like, you know, different relevancy currently right now. She definitely was an influence to a lot of pop artists, but they don't like, there's not that, you know what I'm saying? It's it's weird. So, like, someone, I'm reading a book right now. It's all okay. about uh, musical rivalries. Um, uh, mm -hmm. It's by uh, Stephen something. I can't remember his name right now, but he, he has a section. He's like, growing up in the 2000s, you were either like Christina Aguilera, or Britney Spears. Like you couldn't be a fan of both. You had to be a fan of either, right? Like I wasn't a fan of either because I didn't listen to that shit. But he's like, and the choice is not to cut you off to Backstreet Boys in sync. And yeah, then yeah. when 98 degrees showed degrees, up, that was town, the whatever, whatever. Oh, like, LFO, yep. whatever. Yep. But like the point was he made a really funny comment. You said about Britney Spears singing this one thing. So I was like, he's like, which side were you gonna cheer for? The semi-naked white girl that could sing like Etta James 
or the semi-naked white girl that sounded like an oversexed ATM. Because <laughs> Britney Spears sounded like a robot, right? Like, It's funny too, because like, people don't want to put her down right now because of the oh, situation. Yeah. Free Britney, and absolutely. Free hashtag free Britney, 100%. Like you said, yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying it as a joke. That's some real shit. But I got nothing against Britney Spears. It's just the, uh, I, I, I mean this with all due respect. Sucked. The bitch can't sing. The bitch can't sing. Yeah, the bitch she can't sing. Sucked. Like, like, no one is ever going to confuse Britney Spears' vocals for Whitney Houston vocals. Like, that's never going to happen. If you, you, may, you can like the music. That's cool. You like the music, but don't sit there and tell me she sings better than Christina Aguilera oh, or Mariah Carey or there's no calm Adele or even whoever you want to use. Aguilera went to her complete crossover dirty side. She still had the pipes. Well, that's what I'm saying. She said she was a semi naked girl that sang like Etta James. Yeah, like there was no comparison. Do you know who Etta James is? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh. Son of a preacher man. That record. Yeah. yeah. Incredible artist. Like, like but. Yeah. yeah that's yeah but again it, it's about your target audience triggering them and then doubling down tripling down you know i looked at her discography more so now than i ever have in my entire life because i don't care about britney spears but you know, yeah she, neither yeah she hasn't put out that much music no she's not she's not something i checked for even if she did like I'm at the age now where I'm at the home, the pop radio. When I was growing up, pop radio and Britney Spears were hand in hand. Like I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard Baby One More Time. I was 14 years I old. I was a dance. I, I, was, I was 14 when I first heard it. I remember the video and the little belly button sticking out, all that shit. I remember all of it. It was, like, it was a coming of age thing, right? But I don't want to trash her music because her music has like a special spot in her fans' hearts. But like I'm a music nerd. Like I, I, I whether it's hip hop, which I'm the biggest nerd of, or any kind of music. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of art, right? And Britney Spears' music is not art. It's just, it's mediocre. It's like I love McDonald's McDoubles. Like I love them. I fucking love them. But they're not a form of creative expression. There's no love put into them. They're just slapped together. And that's what Britney Spears and NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and shit are. But that's what I'm also gonna get to point on too. Is like. I have not heard little baby rap in my life. I, I, I like I, how I, you I, said I, little baby. <laughs> I'm talking, little baby, whatever. I, I I've never heard. I've never Just heard my man rap. Baby, yeah. I've never heard my man's rap. I've heard the baby rap. He's not a trash. I heard that Suge song a couple of years ago. She was trash. But um, but trash to my sensibility. Let's say it's trash. But like my sensibility is like, can you rap? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, I want to hear you. Can you not? If you come out like I can rap, bro, and you start rapping like the baby. Never mind. So <laughs> like, I'll just dish it in your face, like, yo, no, you can't rap. Man. Um, but like, it's it's fine. Like that shit sells music. Like I, one, I, I think a guy in the comments when I said like, you know, he, the baby is finished as a mainstream artist. He'll kill. He'll still be an artist. And, oh, and, Donald, yeah, Donald. yeah. Don, Donald was like, uh, really I don't think there's much artistry point. there. I'm like, I'm not trying to go for guys next like that. That's not where I'm at. And like, shout out to Donald. That man drives me crazy on a good day. But over the last few, actually, I want to say last month because I've only been back on Facebook for about a month now. Um, I don't know what he did with the other Donald, but he's putting some heat down on Facebook and he's putting people in their place in a positive way with education. Like that was such a really good point that he made. Like, is the baby art really no. an artist? No. Well, look, hold on. When I use the term artist, let, let's be clear here. When I use the term artist, I mean, in the sense they're signed to a record label under an artist contract. Yeah, 100%. 100%. If you were like, is the baby up there with Picasso and like, you know, Cavaggio? No, hell no. He's not an artist, artist. He's not Andy Warhol. He's not Virgil Abloh. He's not like, you know, he's not an artist. He's not John Lennon or Paul McCartney or fucking, I don't know, goddamn, like Prince, Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, but he's, 
an artist in the sense that he signed under an artist recording contract with the RIA, the Recording Artists of America bullshit. So like, that's what I mean when he's an artist. I don't mean that motherfucker spewing the next shit that's going to blow your mind in 40 years and motherfuckers going to be singing on world hunger commercials like John Lennon's Imagine in 40 years. That's just not going to happen. But like, um, look, man. I, You're killing me, man. You're killing like, me. Like, here's the problem is that like you made a comment the other day, you're talking about something and you said, you think about um, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco coming back. I, and I made a comment here. There was a big problem in the 80s into the 90s. Like Nirvana kind of killed, and it kind of came back in the end, but it, it kind of killed it off for good. And it's called boomer nostalgia. Like, are you familiar with the Beach Boys? I actually saw the Beach Boys live awesome. in 2013 That's at awesome. Rib Fest in Toronto. <laughs> I'm a huge, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan, right? Oh, no way. That's crazy. I'm a huge fan of Brian Wilson, I should say. But oh, okay. um straight up, straight up. Like straight Pet up. Sounds is like my one of my favorite albums, right? Outside of hip hop, it's one of my favorite albums. But um, in 1987, Tom Cruise put out a movie called Cocktails. Cocktail. It's a movie. It's a stupid movie about him working at some resort as a cocktail bartender, right? But there's a song on there called Kokomo uh, by the Beach Boys. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. Like that shit, right? Yeah. That shit was a number one hit in 1987. 27 years after the Beach Boys came out, they had a number one fucking hit again. And we call that boomer nostalgia. Do you remember, you ever hear Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Yeah. The Rolling Stones Start Me Up came up 25, 26 years after the peak. Like, you, do you understand what I'm getting at here? There's this weird thing where people like to reach back and grab things from when they were young and irrelevant and they pull it into the future and it's supposed to be just as good as again. And you were doing that shit with Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson is not an NFL fucking football player. Mike Tyson is not an elite boxer anymore. You can't just pull motherfuckers out of retirement and old age and expect them to be what they were in your memories going. There's going to come a day in 20 years where you're going to want to pull fucking Khabib at a fucking retirement. He's going to be a 50 year old fat dude with a pop belly and he's not going to be the same guy anymore. Or you're going to want to pull John Jones back in the ring one more time. But you, like, people have these snapshots of people in their brain. Like, you know someone you really like thought was attractive in high school and you haven't seen them since? Like, like Megan a Fox. Girl... <laughs> okay, well, like, spe- speaking of bad musical choices, Machine Gun Kelly could be doing a whole episode. But, like, literally, like, think of someone you knew in high school, you knew growing up, whatever, that you have not seen, you don't have on Facebook, you haven't saw them in, like, 25, oh, 30 real years. person. I'm sorry. I thought you meant a celebrity. No, no, no. A real person. Like, seriously, we're going to do this as an exercise. So think of someone you thought you made, maybe thought was hot in ninth grade, right? Just think back. And you probably don't have them on Facebook right now. Just search their name on Facebook and see what they look like. I don't even want to do that. No, you got it. You got it. Because this is what right motherfuckers now? do by bringing back these old relics of the past. The day, the day of the Geechee is done, boy. <laughs> so are you. Like that quote from that movie. Like it's, 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 it's done. It's, you got, we got to let these things go. We got to let the Mike Tysons go. Sue, we're going to have to let Floyd Mayweather go. We're going to have, we definitely got to let Ojo Cinco go. We're not bringing Peyton Manning out of retirement. Motherfucker, Michael Jordan's not going to play one-on-one with LeBron James. Like we have to let these snapshots of what we have in our mind's eye go of these aging people. We got to let them age out. Just because Chad Ojo Cinco stays in great shape, which I'm sure he does, does not mean he has professional athlete reflexes anymore. Like my favorite baseball player growing up was Ken Griffey Jr. You can't just whip Ken Griffey Jr. into a batting cage and be like, oh, he's ready again. Like it doesn't work that way. Now he, he, if he lost 50 pounds and he slimmed down, he looked like junior of old. You could have that like little moment where you're like, he's kind of, it kind of looks the same. It's kind of like if you had like your first car and it was like a goddamn 1997 Honda Accord or some shit. And like you put a 1997 Honda Accord and a, 
and the lawnmower engine in it, it will look like the 1997 Honda, but it's got a fucking <laughs> lawnmower. So where are you really going? That's just like, going to be loud. <laughs> it's just, I, I call it boomer nostalgia because like I have it too. Like, for example, I still listen to Red Man all the time. New Red Man. Red Man is so far fucking past his prime as an artist. Like, it's gross. Like, I should let him go. The last good, like, he put out a good song was a, a couple of years ago. Um, I'm sure. Was it Slap the Shit Out You or something like yes, that? Yes, yes, it's a good record. I Red Man can still... That song. That's all. Oh, here, here, here's the best one. Here's the best one. I, 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 I spend at least a week of every month doing this. So let me... Like, <laughs> at least Eminem a... needs to go. Eminem. Oh, Eminem. Okay, you know what? That's wicked. Eminem is boomer nostalgia to the T. Yeah, but it's 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 nostalgia for like the angsty, like everything's not my fault generation. <laughs> like it's it's not good. It's not Ooh, good at all. M- I Eminem like that. Eminem can't rap anymore. Like, yeah, the words are there and everything sounds really impressive and complex if you drool while you're sitting at your kitchen table, but like there's nothing being said. There's no meat on the bone. He's like, it's like he's a vegan chicken wing at the best of times with some great sauce on. That's what he is. There's nothing left. Like the, he needs to go. He's a fifty-year-old white guy still rapping about his tiny and his, his butthole and stuff. Like it's it's not funny anymore. You can't be rapping about like I still hate women and you're fifty-one years old and you're like worth a couple hundred million dollars. No one gives a fuck about your problems, Eminem. Like there's another problem in music going on right now, and I'm noticing it. Even though I kind of like it. You ever hear of Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah, she's like came out of nowhere, quote. Yeah, that driver's like, license record, right? Yeah. 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 So there's this weird aspect going on with music and women right now where like all women want nothing but breakup songs so they can relate to it. Am I wrong? Like I, I, I all women seem to want is breakup songs. Like, oh my God, <laughs> this girl got her heart broken. My, Chad banged me out behind the fucking IHOP and now I have a record of like I can relate to it too now like Taylor Swift makes a great song about like love loss with like Harry Styles and you're making a song uh, about Troy who like you know banged you raw dog in the back of the <laughs> 1999 Intrepid like it's not the same thing like it's, it's, it's just like every girl latches on to these other girls traumas so like driver's license is like the song for a 17 year old girl who gets her license because her boyfriend really, her ex-boyfriend encouraged her to do it, but he left her for an older, more mature girl that she was insecure about. Really cute, really well-written song. It's, it's all really good. Olivia Rodrigo is fantastic. And so is Taylor Swift, I remember, who's like the queen of the breakup songs. But like watching like 28, 29-year-old, 34-year-old women latch their own traumas onto a 17-year-old girl's music is one of the most- disturb- tick- And make a TikTok out of it. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, let's be clear. If you're my age or in our age bracket, you shouldn't be making TikToks anyway. Get the fuck out of here. Like, like go work on yourself. Go work on yourself, King. Like, Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions of Steve Steele are that of Steve no, Steele. No, uh, no, no. You, 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 you listen, do not be making TikToks. You're not this, making TikToks. Bro, like, I am the anti-TikToker. I hate that app. I, hate I'm, I, I don't have it personally, but like, I, I, just, I just think there's a point in time, like, you see me on Instagram, I don't make posts, but I put like little goofy shit in my story. I just take someone's memes and put a comment over the top. But that's about as far and engaged into social media as I'll get in my old age. I just don't give a shit. But like, there's nothing sadder than watching like a 35-year-old girl like doing react videos to TikTok. I shouldn't say girl. She's, you're not a girl, honey. You're a woman. Like, become a woman. Like, like can you imagine like if they remade Bridget Jones' diary today? Like that old spinstress woman. <laughs> And like, instead of her, like, you know, like, you know, feeding her cat and eating pasta with no pants on and on her couch, watching soap operas, it's bitches doing react videos on TikTok. Like, get the TikTok fuck out of here. To a like, it's so sad. It hurts uh, me. Like, like, 
like, like, on the other hand, it's like you know what? If 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 you're loving it, live. It's yeah, live just, your best life. Live your best life. Yeah, but don't bl- don't blame the rest of the world when your fucking TikTok videos don't find you a husband or thank a you. wife or a wife. Thank yeah. you. You gotta be inclusive out here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's just a fact. Somehow we fact. went from the baby to TikTok, but the point because well, we covered it. The, the baby's finished. The baby's finished. It's, like, it's finished. oh, and the comment about him not recognizing his elders and stuff like that. That's some bullshit. Because like. You've been on Jimmy Fallon, so you've met Questlove. You, you've performed with Questlove, and people are like, oh, so this is where your car, uh, original comment comes from. Like, why does he have to recognize him? Motherfucker, because he knows who he is and he's met him. He did. When you say, I don't know who that is, it's disrespect. It's blatant disrespect. Like, like, if you if you came up to me tomorrow and be like, who's your favorite rapper? If I went up to you tomorrow, you're like, who's your favorite rapper? And he was standing right next to you, and you were like, um, say, like, it's a local artist. Say it's like Quake or something. Right? No disrespect to Quake. He's a very talented artist. But and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is, even though I know exactly who it is and I'm looking at him right fucking now. That's super disrespectful to Quake. And that, that's why you don't do it. And that's what the baby did, like to make it a local situation before we take it back to a global sense. Like, it's just disrespectful to do that. I, I don't know who the fuck he is. I remember a couple of years ago, Austin Matthews was like doing that thing where he was like trying to get behind the guy to look at his jersey because he didn't know who he was. And everyone laughs because it's super During disrespectful. During the scrap, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That oddly was enough, that guy, pretty funny. Oddly enough, that guy's name is Scott Sabrin and he was actually on the Leafs this year. But um, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he pulled it off on on Matthews. Like, are you that guy? Because you look like a bitch now. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, he does, he definitely looks like a bitch now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, we can move up, but like, it's just it was just a goofy cornball move. Yeah. Everyone knows you know who. Everyone knows who the fuck Quest Love is. Oh, fuck my, my cat here is sleeping snoring next to me. Knows who the fuck Quest Love is. And it's not because I'm a big Roots fan, which I am. It's just like, I don't listen to the roots that often anymore. It's not like, I'm like, oh yeah, Philadelphia sounds. Let me get that on. I'm like, no, man, I'm probably like, I'm probably listening to some stupid shit right now. Let me be. But I do love the roots. I grew up on the roots because I'm old enough to remember the roots came out. And it's just like acting like you don't know who Quest Love is when he's on fucking NBC in front of 12 million people every fucking night. And he's playing backup while you're on Jimmy Fallon for you. Like, you're not going to have a conversation with a six foot five black guy with a giant Afro, my guy, the baby all five foot one, 142 pounds of pussy that he is. Like, get the fuck out of here. I know he's got murder charges from Walmart or whatever the fuck, but like, oh. you're fucking, you're Ray Mysterio sized motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Him and Tory Lanez. Get the fuck out of here. To answer a question that you had earlier, et cetera, yes. et cetera, Imagine Dragon's first album came out in 2012. Yeah, that's, that's something we were talking that, about in text. That, so, yeah, yes. If that's yes. the last new band that you know, and for me, with the Arctic Monkeys, it would have been like 2007. Like you're right. What's wrong with that genre? Uh, it's not produ- It's not promoted. So, I, like, I don't know anybody. Like every every new album that comes out, it's an old band that I'm like, yeah, they got a new record coming out. Yeah, it's the Killers. We talk. We're, 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 both, yes. we're both fans of the Killers. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes, well, I shouldn't. It's say not. Sometimes. It's not good. Most it's not very good. It's not days. good. It's, it's not very good these days. These guys. Yeah. But like, so my thing is like, I like one new rock band. They came out like 2017. Their name's Idols. They're like a heavy punk band from Ireland, I believe. They're very heavy, very heavy punk music. And I I like punk music because it's hard, like hip hop, especially when it's hard, like hip hop. And when I say punk, I don't mean Blink 182 and like, what's my age again? Like hard punk. Real punk. Like, yeah, like Blink. Yeah, like, don't you dare ever, ever, ever put Blink 182 and punk in the same sentence again, my friend. It's pop punk. It's pop punk, right? That's what that was. (sighs) See, I wouldn't even go that far. 
like all that shit, like Good Charlotte. And See, all even shit. them, man. I wouldn't even call that punk pop, man. I'm talking about real anti-authority, like, fuck the system, punk rock music. Where they're, they're singing about politics. No, shit. but on that topic, because like I grew up listening to all that trash. I'm a, and, and I told you I had a band that I was going to tell you. I am the world's biggest Yellow Card fan. Yes, I said it. I don't know who Yellow Card is. There you go. That's exactly what I mean. But whenever anybody who knows who they are knows who they are, they're like, you? There's a pop punk slash emo band. That is punk pop. Yellow yeah. card. Yeah. Okay, Blink-182. So Good Charlotte. No, bro. These guys were making alternative okay. rock and roll. As far as I'm concerned. You're, you, you're right. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. It is that, like, if you want to say a gray area, the middle of the Venn diagram. Well, that the, is the, the sad we're, we're having a really good conversation that I want to bring back around, which I'm going yeah. to do. Is that, like... As I get older, I'm embracing more of my cockacity and listening to more rock music. Right? <laughs> hey, I, I've been fucking killing REM for the last three weeks. Uh, like, REM listen, is good. Yeah, like I'm losing my religion. I'm asking what's the frequency, Kenneth, uh, Orange Crush, uh, Man on the Moon, all that shit. I'm listening to that shit crazy. I'm listening to a lot of Beach Boys lately. I'm listening to a lot of weird, like, psychedelic rock, a lot of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Shit that young me would never hear. It was Cool G Rap when I was a kid. I wanted to hear yeah. Cool G Rap's Ill Street Blues or Big Daddy Kane. Or going later, I wanted to hear Onyx, or I wanted to hear Mob Deep, or I wanted to hear like you know Wu Tang, or you get me idea Nas, yeah, man, and, Noriega, and like Biggie totally Smalls, like weirdly Jay-Z. off topic, but like that's the beauty of the Big Shiny Tune series from like <laughs> mid '90s till about like 2005. Those my buddy were was really at a, good benchmarks of my buddy was at a bar in Fort Hawkesbury uh, last week. Shout out to Steve Malcolm. And he texted me. He's like, I know I, I I feel like I went to a time where the bar is playing big shiny tunes too. When I'm sitting there. No way. <laughs> and that's Did like they the just put it on Spotify or something. No, I don't know. Maybe they played the CD. I have no idea. It's Port Hawkesbury. Have you ever been to Port Hawkesbury? I don't oh, think hell they yeah. have Spotify Many in Port times. Hawkesbury. <laughs> I don't know if they have Spotify in Port Hawkesbury. I don't know if they have Wi-Fi down there yet. I was about they, to say their Wi-Fi is still 1G. <laughs> imagine, imagine you walk into a dusty ass old white ass bar, and the first thing you hear when you walk the door is like Blur's song too, like woohoo, and you're like, I gotta go now. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And like the fuck is happening here? It's like you walk into the bar, you sit down, and you're like, I'll get a Molson. And they're like, I smell sex and cane. <laughs> like what the hell? Like no, oh, shout out to Malcolm because he's killing me with that. Oh, this is all me, but he was the one that I heard. But like, no, no, but like, I mean, like the fact that, yeah, three. Like, I, 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 this is why I love podcasting because I never would have heard that story. You just told me that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I can imagine. Even, I can think of hundreds of parties I've been to, cars I've driven in, where I know the playlist of the big shiny tunes, two to like five. Imagine, imagine you, you walk into a bar, you're like you're, you're feeling it, you got a few beers in you, you're feeling good, and Smash Mouth walking on the sun comes out. <laughs> I might as well be walking on the sun. I'm aging the shit out of myself. Probably half your listeners probably weren't born when the shit came out. But you know, whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, my fans aren't that young. I think good. I think we got to the crux of the situation. It's called boomer nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. And I think that's and we all suffer from it. I think nostalgia yeah. is a disease. I just spent three hundred dollars on a fucking Wii U to play old Game Boy Advance Metroid games. You sound like my mom. That's like something she would do. She still Tell has you. the Wii. Your mom, I, you know, I bought a Wii U just to play Metroid, like the old Game Boy Advance Metroids, because Metroid 5 comes out, and the only way I could play them is to buy a Wii U to play them. Like, I, I'm so mad at myself that I spent this much money on a Wii U. I spent three, I spent more on last generation's Nintendo console than I spent on the current one that I actually have. What so, a genius marketing scheme, though. 
No, it sucks because I had to buy the motherfucker off eBay. <laughs> They're not retail anymore? Oh, God, no. Nintendo just did a piece of shit years ago. So how can you only play the game on something that's not retail if it's new? I'm confused. It's not new. Oh, I'm playing old Metroids to get ready. I missed that. I'm sorry. I am listening to you. I must oh, have missed no. that part. Okay, I'm sorry. Seven ninety nine each for two Metroid games that came out of the Game Boy Advance. You know the Game Boy Advances? Yep. So there was the Game Boy, the original, the shit looked like a calculator. They build houses there, with them now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then there was the Game Boy Color. And yeah, then there was I remember. The I had Boy. I had the green one. I had the green color. And then there was the Game Boy Advance. Oh, so that's the one that. Okay, I got the color early two thousands. Okay, okay. I had the like two thousand two thousand three. But I only had like it's funny too because I had the Game Boy Color, but I only had uh, like original Game Boy games. So the <laughs> games would always hang out, and I remember that's how I broke it. I had it hanging out of my pocket, and when I got up on the bus, the game like just clip the edge of the seat crack and i couldn't my dad tried with a knife we couldn't actually get the bottom of the fucking cartridge out of the last i ever saw of it, that was it. oh where the fuck's the eject button my guy <laughs> yeah so I, I i spent 300 dollars to play video games that were made for a shitty handheld that your cell phone could smoke you're a true gamer bro you're yeah i'm a i'm a nerd dude i need help i'm it's out here true. judging people calling the baby a bitch and, a, and all this shit i'm like i bought a wii u <laughs> well, do you anyway did you ever follow an account on instagram um uh grim reaper benz he's my buddy tyler no but he's he's now? heavy into like hold on let me see because he's he has switched his social media to more of a uh family oriented thing um yeah, yeah, it's completely family oriented. Let me see. Okay, it's actually called Highlights of a High Life. I got it. He's private. I'll I'll follow him, but he's on. Yeah, private. so like it's it's I'm looking at it right now. Like it's mostly Pokemon cards, but like in between the Pokemon cards, like right here, this is his handheld collection. It's terribly like I can't make that out, but I can kind of tell what it is. Worst. I'm trying to like. He's got a bunch of PSPs and DSs and shit. It's like a shelf full of his. Yeah, it's a shelf yeah. full of his. He's uh he's definitely worth a follow and and um oh yeah I I follow his, I followed his other account where he's like putting the gaming shit up it's uh, highlights of a life which is oh you thing. follow him no I followed that I just did oh you just did yeah I'd follow that one highlights of a high life yeah he uh yeah. every once in a while too he'll have like a flash sale of some stuff he, my guy has a picture of a Pokemon card in front of some titties like, yeah he's <laughs> how did I end up here. <laughs> Uh, I laughed at it. I can't believe that. I don't even remember seeing this before, and here I am laughing at it. Mike, Mike, my guy posted some cleavage in a Pokemon card on eBay. I mean, I don't know if he actually it's his post or he's just laughing at someone else. So this is how y'all selling Pokemon cards now. So okay, he's calling <laughs> he's calling attention to the absurdity of it as well. So shout out to him. He's yeah. he's not the guy proprietary uh, doing this like proprietary this bullshit. He's making fun of it like we are. So you, you, your man's all right. Okay, cool. Because I was like, bro, if you we selling Pokemon's with titties now, I, Pokemon are worth enough. They're, they're worth more than most people's titties. So like, can we just like, can you not like? I don't play Pokemon. I don't know shit about Pokemon. I assume it's worth a lot of money. If there's one thing I have to give Logan Paul credit for is that he brought back the whole card collecting thing. Like Pokemon he, thing. He even did the little bit of the sports push, man. He I don't know, dude. The sports push. I, like, I am I not educated. Credit for I am not educated enough about collecting sports cards. But as far as I know, mainstream sports card collecting came as a result of Gary V. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But like they're in this. Who's also an ass clown, by the way. Yeah, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to say yeah. they're in the same boat, but they kind of are. To Gary V's credit, 
he's taken his personal skills and wealth and has made an entire network of, of people like him that aren't quite as douchey. Whereas Logan Paul is just the solo podcast host. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Paul brothers in general. As a staff, as a record label, as a motherfucking group. And if you want to be down with Jay Paul, then fuck you too. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. All right, brother. Let's let's put a wrap on this one with a couple quick ones. Um, oh. I have to tell you about this this uh, the Terminator Titanic theory. We were talking yes. about this earlier. Yes. And I because I posted it. the meme of like Rose sitting on the door, Jack yeah. in the water in the Titanic movie, and her having a bunch of plants on it and saying, "Sorry, Jack, there is no room." And I'm like, I'm expecting a murder charge for this bitch. Let's go ahead. Because if let's be honest, like if, if that was me, I'm thinking a murder charge. So I feel like she should be up on charge. Kate Winslet embrace this, or else, you know what I mean? But go ahead. All right. So um do, 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 do. so the fan theory is basically based around the fact that Cameron's Titanic is set in the same universe as the Terminator movies. Okay, stop before we get any further. This is the dumbest, most entertaining thing I'm gonna hear all day. <laughs> The theory posits that Jack Dawson was a time traveler from the same future where Skynet had taken over the Earth and humanity's days were numbered. Much like Kyle Reese went back in time to protect Sarah Connor from a T-800 Terminator and set up the birth of resistance leader John Connor. The theory goes that Jack Dawson sacrificed himself to save Rose because that was his mission. He went back in time to protect Rose, who was another ancestor of John Connor, to commit oh suicide and ensure CC survived the sinking of the Titanic. Is that not the dopest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, one of two things. That is either somebody who has way too much time on their hands or somebody who's way smarter than we think. All right, I'm gonna bring this back, but hit me with the next question. So you got one more. So like, get it all the way because I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with the golden one. Because yeah. it's, it's gonna tie into that. Okay. That, okay. Um, back at the Wanderers' grounds tomorrow. Today, oh, by the time the people hear this noise, I know you're not a big soccer guy, but you've been at the grounds a couple times. Yes. Anyone, at least once. Yeah. Give me a memory. I need a story. I need a something like where you're like, well, these soccer fans are effing nuts. I need a story. Ah, I got one. Story. I got one. I got one. Uh, it was last summer. You were there. We didn't sit. We were all in little weird circular pods drawn by chalk on the ground. Mayor Mike Savage was there. And I had to bring my own chairs. I paid $55 to bring my own lawn chair to sit and watch a Halifax Wanderers game up on a pretty large screen. Beer was like $9 a can, and I got sunburned. I was tired. I was cranky, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. And I remember Anthony, who's Anthony Abbott, was the one who got me to go. He wanted me to go. He's like, can you bring some chairs? I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm going to an event where I got to bring my own chair? The fuck is this? Got a wealth. I'm not trying to attack the Wanderers organization, but y'all motherfuckers couldn't provide some beach chairs? Like, what the fuck is this? Oh God. It's like, it's like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. I was like, I, I paid my good hard earned money to bring my own chairs. So I didn't sit in the dirt and get Lyme disease from ticks. The fuck is this? So there's my Halifax Wanderers. <laughs> you were there. You did the same bullshit. Don't even like, I did. I used you to were like, just excited to see shit, like see people again. I think it was like, it was like where everyone came out of the pandemic. Bro, just, I, I brought a blanket. Yeah, my, yeah. Bro- my brother's like nearly popped pregnant girlfriend brought me the lawn chair because I was ready to sit on the ground myself. 
I brought two chairs and like there was like five of us in the pod. And I was like, I, 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 my fat ass is not going to the chair. If I brought a chair, I'm staying in this motherfucking chair. And I remember this. This is this. I have another memory from it real quick. I still smoked back then. So I was smoking cigarettes and I really needed a cigarette, but you couldn't leave the Wanderers ground because yeah. apparently, apparently if you left that fence, you would bring back the COVID. I don't know how that would work, but that's how they were thinking about it at the time. <laughs> so I like snuck into a porta potty and had a cigarette. <laughs> Sorry, Marvin. Um, uh, it was like a year that. and a half ago, bro. It's all good. I did but that yeah. too. I did yeah, that yeah. too. I was like, I was like, and like the security guard, like I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I'm so caught. I saw someone walking towards the porta potty after I was finished. Oh shit, I'm busted. So I'm like, hustle back to my seat so no one can find me. I'm 36 years old, acting like a kid, smoking in the boys' room. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I can't believe I paid money for this. Experience. Oh man, I did that once too with a pipe. So like, oh. mine smelled, and I just got away oh. with it. And it's funny, like you brought that up because I'm not, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore either. And I'm really looking forward to this game. Like the match day experience is going to be different because I'm not going to be Jones at halftime. I'm not going to be like, wait. Oh, they never let you guys leave at all in general. No. And they still aren't, especially now. I don't think it's even going to be a possibility. Um, But a buddy of mine, like tomorrow's going to be his first game and he's a vapor and he's like, you can get away with that shit. That's what, yeah. And and, and I'm I'm not going to be like, but yeah no of course we're not condoning this but you can do that like, yeah you know, like that's but <laughs> yeah he, he he'll get away with it he'll get away with yeah, it he'll get away with yeah. it um real quick two things uh the jays making moves i guess yeah. you know last time we talked we said that we were going to chat when the jays played the red Sox, and that series did not go how you guys wanted it to nothing nothing, nothing goes how the jays wanted it to go. i mean now things seem to be falling into place i mean it sucks that the yankees are playing good right now too at the same time but i'm gonna be gross because I'm going to put an end to this. I'm going to be very vulgar and gross. Okay. That, that's what I like when it comes to the Blue Jays. So, right, perfect. Here it comes. You ready? Yeah. The Blue Jays bullpen is 2021 Jenna Jameson pussy. It's beaten shitty, but no one wants it. There. It's dried out and pathetic. Yeah. It's, it's dusty. Nobody wants well, it. I, I mean, at this point of the episode, hopefully the kids aren't listening anymore. So, I mean, I mean let's be honest, man. Like, we, we lost the kids a long time ago. I'm not Wu Tang. I'm not for the children. If you wanted me to come back and do a kids friendly one, we can talk about Nintendo all day. <laughs> if, 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 if a small child has made it to this point, uh, actually, you know what? Editing a, like a warning about to be extremely explicit. I'm going to try to. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want your son hearing that. He, he's. Uh... He, I don't want your son to hear that and then go Google Jenna Jameson's pussy. So <laughs> My son is four. <laughs> don't act like your son don't know how to Google son. Okay. <laughs> he certainly does know how to search and find. So. Yeah. He can be like, hey, Siri. <laughs> you know what, right. bro? It's funny you say that. He stopped doing it, but Thank when God. he first learned how to talk, that was a thing. A yeah, thing. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. So, like, me and his mother would be walking around with the phone in our pockets would vibrate ding, and it's like what the f- jackson stop so i had to, i have mine's been off from literally like the second i got that phone my old phone siri's off i don't know who siri is siri is not in my f- S- siri's that bitch you used to know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right one more is there one more well yeah the, the one more is the same more um uh you and anthony sherlock podcast things are probably, uh, it's kind of on hiatus right now yeah, um, we know the babies and everything yeah. is kind of taking the priority for anthony but um yeah. i guess of course, like, they should and Daily Pub should as well. 
Yes, and, and, and I think that he's done a good job kind of just slipping in some quick interviews. He's done a really good job with it. I yeah, I mean, like, it's his passion. It's what he loves to do in his free time. Keeping and, like, like, like I know he loves Sherlock Holmes, and we both love Sherlock Holmes, but football and talking about football is a big part of who mm. he is, and, like, having a beer and doing all those things. So down the pub, something really close to his heart. And, like, you obviously want to see your friends happy. Anthony's a friend of mine. So, like, I'm happy that he's doing that. I, I, it was my idea. Like, look, man, you are getting an hour and a half sleep at night. The last thing you need to worry about is reading Sherlock Holmes novels and mm-hmm. doing podcasts right now. Like, yep. do do what you love, and you know, and they, when they grow up, or maybe when they when they start sleeping through the whole night and stuff like that, and you get a little more time to yourself, maybe we can go back to revisiting Sherlock. Yeah. But right now, it's not. It's and not, that might be sooner than you think. That might be. It could, it could be next month, literally. But like, but it, we've been on hiatus for about a month and a half now. Yeah. And like, for the record, after I left Armchair Commentaries and after I stopped doing the Sherlock podcast because for Anthony's reasons. And I did your one podcast. This is my first time recording a podcast since the last time so I was on your that's podcast. that's kind of where I'm getting at. One of my longtime day one listeners, Wayne, actually had a question for me to ask you. Okay. Are you on hiatus? Are you a free agent? I'm definitely a free you're agent. I not, but I, I guess I'm kind you of. Are. I might yeah. not be a free agent tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, look, man, um, much love to Dave, much love to Anthony. Like, they, they, those guys worked hard on their podcasts and stuff. Like, I was getting burnt out and drained by having to record twice a week. And like, I, I, this sounds really vain. I don't mean to sound vain, but like getting up and being entertaining, like I'm trying to be for you right now is not something that you can just do multiple nights a week. And just like, it's hard to get excited and bring yourself into that mode. Like I can do this because I haven't done this in two months. So I'm like, fucking, I'm on all cylinders. Right. But when you're doing it two, three nights a week, like I was recording like episodes with you. I was doing Sherlock. I was doing armchair commentaries. And I would probably end up on someone else's podcast talking shit too. Like I really wanted to work like the Conch Boys guys. Shout out to those guys, the Conch Boys podcast. They're based in Halifax. They're great guys. I, I, I want to like, I wanted to be involved with everybody and I wanted to be like proliferating and just try to be as entertaining as I could. Not because I, like, I think I have a future as a podcaster or successful money-wise or like that. Just like, I, I know I entertain a certain aspect of people. I, find, I know people find me entertaining. So I'm trying to give everything I have to it. And I was just fucking tired. Like I, 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 I'll be honest. Like it's been two months now. Like I kind of rage quit armchair because Dave like rubbed me the wrong way on uh, some behavior. As you know, I'm not gonna get into it. Dave wasn't really in the wrong. I was just, I was tired, and I just, I latched onto something and attacked. That doesn't mean I'm gonna go back to armchair commentary because honestly, I don't want to put myself in that position again. So like, I'll, I'll do the odd one off, and I'll do one maybe once a month or once every two months or whatever. But like a full time Steve Steele sports podcast or something like that. Honestly, I haven't watched any sports since really the leaps got eliminated so i've actually not only been a hiatus for sports podcasting i've been on a hiatus for sports for the most part except for the raptors draft pick that brought me into my slumber for a moment hey you did say when we last spoke that you were we'll talk in the fall maybe yeah i i i need, I, need I, I i'm still happy like the raptors suck carson wentz just anti-vaxxed his foot so the colts are gonna suck the Blue Jays bullpen, I just gave a very vulgar description of. So, that lets you know, I think the Blue, the Blue Jays batting That's, lineup is glorious. Yeah. But the, the Jays bullpen, the starting rotation is good too, but the bullpen is so bad that it actually hurts my feelings. So, all my sports teams are kind of either ranging from bad to mediocre. And right now, I just, I, I don't, I, I, I emotionally invest so much. Like when the Leafs got eliminated, I was hurt. Like they hurt. Like I, I started listening to Olivia Rodrigo after the Leafs got eliminated. <laughs> Like I, 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 I had like, uh, I had like Traitor by Olivia Rodrigo. Like I have, I have those lyrics tattooed on my ass cheek now. <laughs> um, no, no, seriously. 
they, they, they hurt me. Like they definitely hurt me. So I don't, I was going to close this off with something and I forget what I was going to close off. So like, we'll just let it go. Yeah. I, I was going to say if there was one more, you had one more point didn't you Steve. No, I, 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 I mean, uh, we were talking, we were talking about something. Oh, Oh, we were talking about Titanic and James. Cameron oh, the, the theory. Yeah. The you had another theory for me or something. Was that what it was? So, Oh, the time traveler theory. There's a time traveler. Theory. It was something to do with media. I don't know what it was though. Either way, it doesn't matter. If I come up with it, if I come up with it, I'll shoot you a message more like quick add this to the episode. But like otherwise, I'm not quick disclaimer at the beginning. You're gonna hear at the end a crazy movie theory. This was Steve's. No, it's not a movie theory. It's not a movie theory. It was just like the proliferation. Oh, I know what it was gonna be. So I think the problem with today and kids, and uh it goes back to what Donald said earlier, and this is just entirely my opinion, this isn't a fact, is there is really no such thing as art anymore. Everything's derivative. Um, oh. I, I went on a rant a few weeks ago about Nintendo, and I'll, I'll bring this all around real quick. And it, it, it ties into what you're saying about the how somehow Titanic and Terminator have to be in the same universe because everything has to be connected because the MCU has everything connected, right? So I was talking about Nintendo, and I was like, "When was the last time you played Mario Brothers? Like any Mario game? Like when was like you do you still keep up on that shit? Like you play? When was the last time you played Mario?" Jeez, um, don't give it much thought. Just fire up the top of your head. Real quick. My my ex girlfriend's son loved Mario Party. Okay, that so, would have no. been seven years ago. Okay, so here, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going next. When's the last time you saw a Mario game? We're like, oh god damn, they done changed the wheel. They reinvented the wheel. Like this is a whole new experience. You know what it was? It was 19 fucking 96. Yeah, Mario 64. Mario 64. Yeah. yeah, they haven't evolved the formula since 1996. Every Mario game is derivative. Uh, every Zelda game is a derivative of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I was gonna say every I, every Pokemon game is derivative. You could you could even argue that um, the Zelda goes further back to the NES series. It could be in a but weird like, way. But like, there's a point in time where all these franchises are gonna hit a point, and then everything becomes a derivative of it, right? Like mm-hmm. Call of Duty. I mean, we're still playing. <laughs> we're still playing derivatives of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two from 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then they re-released, remastered that game, and, and then they re- then they remade it a year later, and then, but we've had we're going on almost fourteen or thirteen, fourteen years of, of Call of Duty same Modern Call of Duty game. Yeah, yeah. every game so is like, the same. Highly derivative even sports, even sports games like oh god, no, don't, don't even start on how derivative Madden and NBA Two K is, oh, or FIFA god. for that matter. But like god. you see, what I'm saying is. And this is where hip hop is right now is everyone is derivative of everyone else. Cause like, there's going to come a point in time where they're going to get inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame, which kills me inside, but I probably won't be alive to see it, but maybe I will be that we're going to see future and the Migos get put in the rock and roll hall of fame because there's so many derivatives of those two are those two groups, one artist, one group style. Everyone sounds like them. Like, everyone it's all derivative of those two acts everyone raps like them everyone tries to sound like them people try to rap on the same beats as them it's nothing's it's original anymore bold so, claim that's a bold claim but you don't you don't think future amigos are going to be rocking the hall of fame artists one day i definitely think they would i see i i'm not a fan of it either. actually no i'm, I'm lying i kind of like future i like future's toxic life. i like the future i don't I, I don't know if i still like future but i like um Dirty Sprite 2, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Dirty Sprite. Yeah, like Dirty Sprite 2, the, the album with Drake, and then he had another mixtape. Oh, he, like, he had a, his old March Madness joints with it too. Like, yeah, I like, I don't like, hate Future. I, like, future, I hate future was good. Like, I think honestly, he still is. I just think everyone, look, 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 look at derivatives of Future. Panda by Designer is the most derivative song I've ever heard of any other artist in my life. 
Like yeah. you say, Greta Van Fleet's derivative of uh, Led Zeppelin. I'd argue Panda's Panda by Designer was more derivative than anything Greta Van Fleet ever did. That like, guy's career got stunted completely because of that one song. Like, his, yeah, because it's singing. a future record. He made a future record. He even said, "I got broads in Atlanta." He's from yeah. Brooklyn. Yep. Future's from Atlanta. Yep. It's very confusing. Yep. Just like, <laughs> him though. He, and he it sucks too because that other song that he, that other single he had, what was that called? Tim, uh, Timmy Turner. Timmy yeah, Turner. Timmy yeah. Turner. That was dope as shit. That that was the first single I would have been on board. And I ah. know it's the same thing, but like it was. Panda had a great. I got, yeah, Panda was such a future song. I was like. It's a future record. I think Future was so whacked out in the club on Percocets one night, he heard that shit and thought it was his own shit. I guarantee that probably happened. <laughs> when did I make this? <laughs> Bro, you know, here, here, I'll tell you when I became a Future fan. I'll never forget it. It was the opening on Dirty Spice 2, the album. He said, like, he's like, I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip-flops. And I'm like, this is a level of disrespect I need to get behind. I can get behind this. This is it's my kind of shit. It's not lyrical. It's not artistic. It's nothing. But there's a level of disrespect and undertone of, like, toxicity to it that I just, mwah. In the veins. That's why I loved Rich Homie and Young Thug, but that's a whole. <laughs> totally ah, Young Thug's not bad. He makes all right music, actually. I'm not even a hater. Listen, anybody who hates Young Thug has not listened to Young Thug. That's what it's, I tell it's, it's, It sounds good. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. That's I'm it. not trying. I'm not trying to have like um critical uh, critical debates on the subject matter, but it sounds really good. Me and Kayla were just talking. I mean, this is a terrible comparison. But me and Kayla were just talking about this with Kodak Black. Something he does. The kids I love. never heard that Savages shit. I don't know a clue what that. I see some of some of the stuff I've heard by him. Like she even agreed with me. ZZ, the song with Travis Scott. He's not bad. I just don't know what he's saying. I'm sure he's perfectly serviceable. I don't like Travis Scott either, but like you know, it's serviceable shit. Travis, Travis grabbed me early. I don't know why. Everything he's done since the second album, I'm not a fan of. I have no idea what album Travis is on. I don't again, like when you were a kid, you're 32, so that means you were born five years before. So you're born 89, right? Yep. So you're your mom's black, right? Yep. So your mom's probably was like listening to like some 70s shit, like maybe some late disco, maybe some early 80s, maybe some Janet Jackson, some Michael Jackson shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 was actually a little more into the rock too. Like, oh, she, dope. I mean, hey, she was a, a bit of a she was a bit of a So what, what's your first musical memory? Like I'll tell you right now. Mine's Walk of Life by Dire Straits. It's the first song I ever Ooh. On, actually, I'll tell you mine. Legitimately would be ACDC. Ooh, that's terrible. What's in this podcast? I know. But it's like, like the nickel back of the 80s, I'm done. <laughs> the thing with ACDC was, and, and like it's there's an accuracy to it. Black people love ACDC. Really? It's weird, bro. Oh, show us them. Like, I, and I mean, maybe it's just my family, <laughs> but like all my aunts, all my cousins, everybody who's like my age or older, they remembered me dancing to ACDC. Oh, Stu came over and we listened to ACDC. Even when my grandmother passed away, it's like three years ago now. It's the, the anniversary is coming up. And I remember at the funerals, like one of my cousins I hadn't seen for like 10, 15 years, they still listen to that ACDC. And this would have been 30 years ago. Like music, man, music. It's for the record, for those that don't know out there, Walk of Life by Dire Straits opens with an electric slide guitar. And it's awful, but <laughs> it, it speaks to my brain. There's two songs from my childhood I remember distinctly. There's Walk of Life by Dire Straits and the, one of the worst songs by one of the goofiest Canadians of all time, Brian Adams, Summer 69. Oh. Came out when I was a little oh, yeah. I hate that fucking Summer song. 69. 69. Yeah. The anyway. worst fucking song ever. 
Um, mine... Island was the worst song ever. He made worse songs later. But yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Like, if, you, if you were the one to hear really bad Brian Adams, goes to everything I do. I do it do for, for you. Oh, just straight fucking dimpled ass cheeks. Thank, thankfully for me, mine is literally when doves cry. I love that record. That That's was record. like I remember. I wish Prince was the first thing I ever heard. Oh, Prince was. Thank God, man. Like, oh no, I, I'm a huge Prince fan. I, I would be much happier if my first musical experience was Prince. It would. Be, I, I don't like Dire Straits. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. although Walk of Life is catchy, check it out on Spotify now. Where you download My Name Is Cyril podcast. Like that. All right, man. We'll, we'll My guy, I appreciate you. This went way longer than I thought it would, but hey, you know what? When Searle and Steel get together, it's a marathon. So hopefully, hopefully this one does numbers for you like the last few. Man, I, I that last one shocked me, but I think it was, you know, there was there was a Leafs element to it. Like yeah. Steve, you, you, you it. promoted this one. Steve talks about the leaves again, bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> title it like a zachary hyman podcast and we literally talk about i mean fuck we talk about zach hyman we talk about leafs fans we talk about austin matthews we talk about mitch marner it's all there talk about that shitty team talk about sheldon keeps goofy ass talk about kyle dubas needs to be fired we can grab all that shit like you when the season's come when when hockey season comes back i'll come back and i'll I'll do a a preseason preview of my leafs misery (laughs) it was like a a part two of the end of the season yeah you know we'll sit down and the season won't start and i'll um i'll I'll give a brutally honest take on what i think the leafs will be because it's funny because the first time i ever met you i was recording an episode of down the pub with anthony with uh his personal trainer the guy that owns mitch and i was a year behind in the rappers the rappers are gonna fucking suck and they happen to be good that year but they ended up sucking since and i'm like i could see it coming i was just a year too soon and he said something during that. I think I messaged you. I know I messaged Anthony about it. He, he spent a whole 10 minutes just tearing apart Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I was like, you're an idiot. And I can't talk basketball with you anymore. <laughs> and now, I like, so after Giannis won the title of the day, I, I, I shot Anthony a message. I'm like, go back to this moment in this podcast and uh, check out what Mitch says about Giannis and tell me uh, I'm the wrong one now. And Giannis is like, everyone, everyone's like sucking Giannis's dick from the back these days. Well-deserved, of course. Um, but you know, like he, he's a phenomenal basketball player. Well, that's why I made that status about the LeBron fans. Like y'all Bro, need to sit down that? and okay, shut we're... up. Oh God. You I guys love have made this guy's life a living hell for the last three years. Talking Is about it just him. LeBron fans? Bro. I think it's warrior fans too. I think you got to give it to the warrior fans. Honestly, I know, no, like the, the, the very few, um, but the warriors fans, I all knew they were so happy for him. They were, I was, Mark was I happy. wanted it for Chris happy. I wanted it for Chris Paul. I really Oh, did. you know what, I man? I, I wasn't mad, though. I was so torn. I was, too. We all were. I didn't watch it, but we were all torn. Like, I'm, I, I'm not a Chris Paul fan, but I love, the, like, his style of basketball. I am a fan of that control every aspect of the game point guard. And, like, he's the last one. I can't think of anybody. Like, ironically, Lonzo Ball um in lamello but oh the lamello hype train is like full steam ahead motherfuckers the, the olympics up. did you see that yeah but yeah javel mcgee went instead it tells yeah. me a lot anyway um but no but, but my point is with that one i said we were gonna put a rap on this like three times now <laughs> i love chatting with you bro we, we um, just cut it in two they have an episode 50 and 51 we'll just do I, both 50 or 50 <laughs> i might do 50 and 50.5 that's not a bad yeah. idea actually just for fun um, but that's, that's like when you do these podcasts or when you put your wax out for the world to see on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, 
you should know your own receipts. Like you should know what you said. You should know your stance. You should know your opinion. Seeing the people that were tearing Giannis apart for years, post a picture of him, like shout out to the Greek freak. Duh, 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 no. duh, duh. So like, I was like, all I had to do was search your name and Giannis on Facebook to find you talking shit about him. I on have my a Facebook. I have a reckoning here. Actually, I, have to, I don't know who it was. I was in a group with you and Facebook, and I left the group because some dude and he got into it over Ben Simmons with the NBA who, fans united. Because I ain't in that group no more. Okay, I don't know I who he was. I, I, I think he's on your friends list. He might even listen to the show. I don't know who he was. I don't know his name, but I left because I was like, this ignorance when it came to Ben Simmons was driving me nuts. I, I, I deemed it ignorance at the time. I want to apologize to whoever you are out there. Um, you were right, and I was wrong. <laughs> I have to hold this L. Um, Everyone else was right about Ben Simmons. I was wrong. I um, so. always thought he was fucking whack, but I love it. Yeah, love fuck it. that guy. <laughs> if you're passing up open layups in the playoffs, bro, you're irredeemable to me. I can't help you. Ben open, Simmons. open threes. Okay, you know you can't really shoot the J. It's fine, but you're giving up open layups here, my guy. Like I can hit an open layup in the NBA, chief. Like come on, dude. Like no, no. no. Ben Simmons' biggest problem, and now this is the real cap on this is that and you can look this up look back on this i've actually gotten people to do it and they're like wow i never realized this he hasn't played and been the guy on his team since he was a junior in high school when he was a senior in high school there was another guy on his team that was better that got drafted i don't remember who it was name that all completely like i don't know what it is he went to lsu he barely played they sucked like they finished like 14 yeah people just fell in love with a 610 point guard that's all it was. Well, that's what it was does he take, sits out his whole first year in the NBA? Claims that he's working on his game. Comes back and is this with that busted ass jump shot? Yeah, like with no jump shot, no range, no free throw shooting, no, no jump shot yet. shooting. Defensively, yeah. he was now to his credit. No, defensively, he's much, fantastic. That's all he better. has going for him. Much better. Fantastic. Oh man, because when he was a rookie, like he was one of those you're gonna break my ankles because he moved too fast. Like he was too lateral a defender. Ben Simmons' strengths are dribbling the ball. Passing the ball and defending the ball. Yep. And everything dating, else. And dating. Everything. Everything else. I, I give him. I give him props on his dating history. <laughs> if we're gonna give another notch to him, that might be one. But like, but my, my man's Simmons. sword game is not my uh, business. But shout us to that, I suppose. You know. And if we're gonna talk, we're gonna shout us sword games of professional athletes. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer Derek Jeter needs to be mentioned, and that's all. There we go. <laughs> Jeter's starting nine is. Uh, I'll put it against anybody's. Ooh, okay. You can look it up. Actually, Google Derek Jeter's starting nine ex-girlfriends. It's it's actually and they put it on a baseball field, like a diamond display for you, so you can actually look at it. That's it's terrible. A, it's got especially like especially if they're actually like by position. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. Hold on, hold on. Oh no, that's bad. This is our last thing. We'll close with this. Derek yes, Jeter's that's, that's starting perfect. nine <laughs> so girlfriends. Awesome. I'll even list the positions for you. I'm trying to think though, really quick. Who's all right? Close? Mark Messier. Mark Messier. Mark Messier. All right, are you ready for Jeter's top 10? Let's give you Jeter's top 10 close to 10. Okay. Number number 10, Mariah Carey. In the is, is this ranked? Yes. Number nine, Tyra Banks. Number eight, Jordana Brewster. Number seven, Scarlett Johansson. Number six, didn't know that. Jessica Alba. Number five, Vanessa Manila. Number four, didn't know that either. Adriana Lima. Number three, Jessica Beale. And I got to click the link to see the rest of them. I apologize. Bad money. <laughs> uh, all right. Number two, Minka Kelly. And number one. Oh, yeah, I remember her. And number one, Hannah Davis. Oh, it was, yeah. 
Sorry, say it again. So people. Oh, he married Hannah Diggs. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. Oh my God. Hannah Diggs. Hannah Diggs. Yes. They put Jeter's number in the rafters. God damn. Chelsea <laughs> Jeter. Jeter's in two Hall of Fames, like Pee Wee Kirkland. <laughs> he was probably in that Hall of Fame before the freaking pro baseball. I, I don't know if he's in the baseball Hall of Fame yet. So yeah, that's. Probably oh yeah, true. he is. I think I think he is. It's been. He five just years. went if he was. Yeah, yeah I think it's been. Yeah, it's been five years. Ooh, that's a that's a really good question. No, Jeter's in the Hall. Yeah, Jeter's he's gotta be. Yeah, because he was supposed to be unanimous, but that one dickhead didn't vote for him. Remember? Probably a Red Sox fan. Yeah, he was. No, put I don't in think it was though. I think it was a. It was a Mets fan, wasn't it? I could be wrong. Oh, okay. So here it is, right here. So his Hall of Fame induction ceremony is on September eighth. So it, it is. So like you're, you got a point five on that one. Yeah. His dick. His dick game of fame is legendary. And he needs to yeah, he, he, like you said, so he's, he's, he's in the Hall of Fame forever for that one. The, 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 There's uh, no steroid scandal taking that man out of that Hall of Fame. <laughs> There's no Viagra scandal out here, Chief. Derek Jeter's in the, the Swordsman Hall of Fame forever. <laughs> the trophy's named the Derek Jeter Memorial Trophy. <laughs> it's yeah, just two we, baseball women, bats, but the knobs are a little bit funny looking. Yeah, uh, speaking of knobs, the women's version of this Hall of Fame is the Tiana Trump Hall of Fame. So there you go, gang, gang, and squad. I'm okay. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> between the NFL and the NBA, yeah. That's that girl. Bro. Putting that work. Episode 50. Thank you, <laughs> Maybe 50.5. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. Because <laughs> it's fucking it. like three hours long. That's why. You're, you're right. Uh, Love you, bro. I appreciate you. And, and uh, Thanks for having me. The world's getting back to normal, so I think i'll see you soon too me and anthony Ooh. were talking about um his his nights out they're rare and in between but when they happen he calls me and i'm never free so we're gonna plan something soon um <laughs> so yeah you know you're in the mix for that man all right that's all you gotta do definitely we'd love to see you all right man later peace take care bro appreciate you yeah, appreciate and you. cut thanks bro